Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 76. It's the Fan Expo 2013 extravaganza. I am your host. My name is Jay. I am the Jedi Ross. Hanging out with me this evening to discuss my adventure is the El Haquez. Josh Hawks. How's it going, my friend? It's going, brother. How you doing? Not too bad. I'll be doing better once you give me a moment to flick my back. Oh, hey, listen, try this. I told my weed guy to step it up, and he gave me that. What is it? It's called Mind Rape. It's actually pretty mellow. It doesn't sound very mellow. Well, he only had three other batches. Uh, Gorilla Panic, uh, They're Coming, They're Coming, and something called This Is Permanent. Come on, spark it up. Man, so I saw a whole bunch of pictures from this weekend, uh, just from people that were out there in the Canada and, and yeah uh, wow what a crazy weekend man if it didn't break a hundred thousand this year I don't think it ever could <laughs> and uh, yeah Thursday we went uh, Thursday I was accompanied by weapon Nix Sean Nixon X-Men expert extraordinaire uh, and we went uh, Thursday Thursday was kind of as usual a bit of a survey day you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Get the lay of the land, uh, especially with a brand new layout to the whole place. You know, we had to get used to things. You have to make your your general first time visits and hellos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we the initial lineup, uh, nothing unexpected out of Fan Expo. Um, I think about an hour and a half maybe uh, for initial advance, like for the lineup with people with advanced tickets. Who were there just there to get their wristbands and go in? The the line was about an hour and a half, so not horrible by Comic Con standards, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that all went super super smoothly. Uh, we went through, and uh, it was it was really strange because the first area you go through when you come in is the brand new sports section, and that was just a weird feeling. It's like I'm your typical sure sports convention, you know, with like you know cards and jerseys and magazines and. All that stuff, you know? Right, yeah, I'm seeing some pictures of that. 
Yeah, and then you, uh, you know, you head in, and uh, the there's a first little section to the con after the sports section, and there's a lot of the big setups there, like the 501st and uh, the Doctor Who Society, one of the big T-shirt walls, and uh, basically the celebrity area, like for photo ops and celebrity autographs, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and then you go by that, and then you take the big bridge across to the south building, and that's where the action happens. And very pleasantly surprised to see that when I walked into the place, Artist Alley had doubled in size. Oh, wow. It was immense. And that's all anybody was talking about. It was like, look at the size of it. This is crazy. It was <laughs> it was nuts. It was it was literally doubled in size. So many brand new artists, plus all your regular favorites. Uh, it was definitely super cool indeed. No Marvel or DC presence. Really? Yeah. Uh, neither had a booth. Oh, and they usually have quite a large area to each of them, right? Right. So um, I have no idea why this happened. They had a small presence as far as staff doing panels, writers and artists doing panels, but absolutely no official Marvel or DC area or events or anything like that. Wow. Yeah, have no idea what would happen. How how does it work that a a hundred thousand people comic convention does not have a Marvel or a DC presence? I I don't understand how that works. That's that's a little bit mind boggling. And then some new news came to me, and this new news was that Fan Expo has been sold. Oh really? Yes, to a new, you know, I guess, you know, company that runs conventions and all that kind right. of crap. So I guess Hobby Star has sold it to someone else. Now, the main guys who run it are going to stay on for three years to help the transition. But it's, it's, it's bought out, right? So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I, if it had to do with the old owners who usually run the thing great, I don't understand. But they better bring back because even though they didn't do much when they were there, it's, it's, it's just almost like a slap in the face to Canada and Canadian fanboys, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not good enough, really? Like, I don't right. know. They're everywhere, you know what I mean? It's like they put us on Wizard World level all of a sudden. It's, it was just, I don't know, felt kind of insulting to me, but whatever. Dark Horse had a very large presence. Dark Horse had a bigger presence than ever. And that was great to see. Lots of Star Wars exclusives and stuff. So, uh, you know, that, that was a bit surprising. But uh, other than that, it was your same old awesome fan expo, just like double the fucking size. Which made for for difficulty actually getting out of the south building because normally the, uh, the traffic on the way up these escalators is just going out to the to you know to the exits to smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. so it's not that flow. But now that flow that current has also become the current of one building to the next, so it it became increasingly difficult just to go halfway to get outside because there was many more people heading to the other building the same way. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So it was just mad. It was something I've never even experienced going to, to Comic Cons. I went, tried to go to a couple panels, and it just wasn't it happening. It was like a four hour lineup with like thousands of people, hours ahead. I, I couldn't believe this year. This year, things just, it took a real step up. Like it was a, a seriously international Comic Con. You know what I mean? For sure. Which is just even more odd that no Marvel, no DC. Really weird, man. That, that I'm trying to wrap my head around that. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. 
I've tried to research around and asked a few people, and nobody had any idea what was going on with that. It was totally weird, man. Yeah, I did a lot of podcasting, Josh. <laughs> I did a very large amount of podcasting. Yeah? Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, most of it, I was very happy. About 95% of stuff worked out. There's a few things that, you know, a few sound issues that happened here or there. few things are quiet, but I think I was able to play with things enough to the point that uh, things are more than acceptably passable, especially for a Comic-Con podcast, and we all know how those usually go, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I pulled it together pretty good, and uh, I'm going to start this whole shebang off with uh, with, with quite a bang, uh, uh, in my opinion. Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, uh, in Artist's Alley, in the first spot in the first booth at Artist's Alley, and shockingly, no one's there talking to him at all. What? Yeah, I, I really didn't get it. I thought there'd be lineups and lineups for this guy, right? So... I go over and I talk to him. Or first, I'm looking through the Hellboy books, and I actually find a, a hardcover that I really like. And I've never read much Hellboy, right? So I figure I'll buy some Hellboy, especially if I can have it signed by the guy who created the Hellboy. Right, that only makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I bought a book and uh, I sat down and I just asked them. I was like, "You got like a minute to chat?" And uh, this is what we chatted about. What are you listening to? Kids, I'm here with Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy. And uh, just heard you say it. It's been a few years since you've been up to Toronto, yeah? Yep. Yep. It's been a while. You're having a good con, though, yeah? So far, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What's new in the world of Hellboy? He's still dead, and he's still in hell, and he will be for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah? Um, I heard the last guy just talking about uh, that you were speaking with, uh, continuing with like a library system going on. I'm sorry, I'm not super familiar with Hellboy, but I know a lot Excellent. of my listeners are, so... The library editions are the oversized hardback uh, reprints of the, the regular collections. And that's what I saw you signing for right. in there. That was beautiful. Right. It's a, it's a yeah, they're, they're, they're nice books. They're gigantic. They're very heavy. They, we add bonus sketchbook material and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, every, every two trade paperbacks we do, we collect into the big library edition format. That's fun. That's a fun thing to do. How long have you been doing Hellboy now? 20 years. 20, 20 years as of about a week ago. Yeah. It's a 20-year anniversary. And you still in love with the Hellboy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, for 20 years I've been left alone to do really pretty much whatever I want. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah. In the world of comics, that's a pretty... That's a dream. That's, yes, yeah, it that's is. That's what everybody's shooting for, yes. you know? So, um, yeah, it must be great, and especially with the success, obviously, with the movies in the past, you know, decade and everything. They didn't hurt. It's, yeah, that, that helped things along yeah that's got to be fun i mean to, to go from like do you remember that moment that you came up with hellboy yeah yeah and go from that moment to actually seeing a dude on screen as hellboy yeah i mean it was never my goal unlike a lot of people in comics it was never my goal mm-hmm. when i made up my own thing to be a movie uh and when you make up something called hellboy you're certainly not aiming for a movie there's <laughs> nobody is ever going to make a movie called hellboy yeah uh i was just very fortunate that there was a director who was a big fan of the comic and uh, he was able to convince the studio, because nobody wanted to make a Hellboy movie, yeah. but he was able to talk them into it. What so. a director, too. I yeah. mean, to have, not just a director, somebody come by wanting to make a movie, but right. Del Toro comes along and he's like, yeah, I'll make Hellboy real. <laughs> yeah, and, and he wanted me involved. He was a big fan, so he kept me involved through both movies, and I actually did another picture with him before that. Uh, we did Blade Two together. Um, oh yeah, that was brilliant. That yeah, movie was yeah. absolutely brilliant. He that was 
something, you know, I think that was a test case for how we could work together. So he brought me in on Blade 2. We scattered locations together. Um, I was in pre-production for a couple months with him on Blade 2 just to kind of warm up to see if yeah. this works, then we can work together on Hellboy. Yeah, I guess everything worked out nicely for you. It worked you, out right? okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on the character. 20 years of success, man. That's absolutely fantastic. Cool. So I'm sure he'll keep on going. People just love the Hellboy. So. I hope so. So thanks a lot, I've gotten spoiled. Man. I don't want to go back. And, I don't. I want to go back and have to find another job. Oh well, I think you'll be okay, man. I All think right. You'll be safe. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank eh? you. Um, and if it's just not too much trouble, can you say this and put your name in the blank space? <laughs> now? Yeah. Hi, this is Mike Mignola, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Beautiful. Really, really appreciate your time, sir. Thank really you. do. And really enjoy the con, eh? Thanks, Thanks a lot. How are you doing? So it is going to be kind of weird that Josh is hanging out doing this with me tonight because he won't be hearing what you people just heard. <laughs> uh, which was uh, a nice little chat with Mike Mignola. We discussed some uh, Guillermo del Toro and such, and uh, it was super cool of him to take a minute to talk to us about that stuff. And uh, it's going to be fun for Josh to hear this afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you know, and let's let's have some full disclosure here. I was actually supposed to be there. Yes, absolutely. You were supposed to be there, but due to the fact that uh, you are a man of many names, it didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> No, it did not. So I was, it, it was unfortunate. But next year, oh, I'm yeah. going to hear these conversations before the podcast. Well, you're going to be part of these conversations <laughs> next time. That's how we're going to make that happen. So, so I'm wandering through, you know, just the aisles, right? I leave out Artist Tally and I'm just doing the retail thing, right? And I'm checking out a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, the usual awesome toys and comics and everything you could possibly think of. And I come across this one booth, and this booth says the last cast. And uh, you know, my my ears perk up, my eyes zero in, and I head on over, and it's a booth, and it's a podcast. Okay. And it's a nerd podcast called The Last Cast on Earth. So I go over to chat with them and uh, say hello, and I'm wondering what's going on because they got a really nice booth, right? They got this booth that's like half log cabin. They made like a like a kind of a man cave log cabin booth with like old antiques and posters and stuff. And it was just really it really drew you in, right? So uh I sat down with these guys because they weren't podcasting, eh? No. Yeah, they were just hanging out, had some games and some stuff, and I was just like, You're not podcasting. <laughs> and uh, they make you'll hear they make a comment about uh, I think I left it in there that were uh, the ambient noise and stuff. Uh, I might not have left it in there, but uh, you know that they with equipment and this and that and uh, they 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 have a certain uh, standard for themselves where they like to sound to a certain quality, and I don't think they thought they'd ac- achieve that quality. Uh, luckily, this podcast you're listening to right now has no such standards. <laughs> And uh, there's plenty of white ambient noise, there's plenty of Comic-Con backfeed, and there's plenty of different volume speeds. But you know what? Listen real closely, kids, because it's worth it. Here's my chat with the last cast on Earth. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! The last cast on Earth. Introduce yourself, fellas. I'm Matt Jemmett. Hi, I'm Tim McLean. 
Uh, so, yeah, what's the deal? You guys are pretty brand new. You're just saying about nine months, 18 ups in? Yeah, we're about 18 episodes in. We've had a really good time. Uh, we've got some really good guests on our show. We've had uh, Larry Kenny, who was the voice of Lionel in the 80s on Thundercats on our show. We've had uh, Mariana's Trench do an interview with us. We've also oh, had cool. LeVar Burton stop by and do a soundbite for us, oh, yeah? which is fantastic. We have a great time. We just sit around. We talk about comic books, uh, sci-fi, all things geek, really. We have a great time doing the show. Even board games. Even board games. Nice, nice. Yeah. You cover all the gamut, eh? <laughs> The whole game, and, yeah. and we uh, we even uh, the uh, taught in the book of pure evil, Bill Turnbull. What a great like, guest! Yeah, what a great guest. Oh, yeah? We had him on as like a guest host. Okay, Fantastic. yeah. So yeah, you really guys are time. right out of Toronto, right or, so yeah. you just a couple a bunch of friends. You got how many hosts are on the show? There's four of us all together. Well, five if you include cheese, but yeah, yeah five <laughs> if you include cheese. Yeah, okay. he's kind of like a kind of sort of a sort of a guest. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like the afterthought. You the other two hosts on our show are Christopher Coey and Richie Favalero. Speaking of Christopher hey, Coey, that's pretty bad. Here's our good friend. Hello, sir. What are we being interviewed for? Uh, we're not. I'm a podcast. Oh, an good, elegant good. weapon. I just happen to wander by and see your impressive ass booth. Like what you're in shit? our tree fort. That's, that's, yeah, you're yeah, in, yeah, you're like, in our tree fort. This is what happens. This is where you go when the, the zombie apocalypse happens. This yes, is some effort. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> hey, there. That's pretty good. Is that handmade, dude? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what, yeah, you guys put some effort. You just do this yourself, or like? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rich Favalero was was a big was big, a primary, was uh, a primary builder. Yeah. Builder. Uh, he's, Who knew he had this construction talent? Yeah. And that, voice. <laughs> and, and that lovely radio voice. It's Indeed. awesome. You guys are just going balls to the walls. Yeah. Right? Brand yeah. New yeah. That's what you got to do. That's what you, that's what you got to do, right? It is. Yeah. It yeah. happened. Uh, well, well, so. we're, we're hoping to try and, and create some some momentum, right? With yeah. This, no. It's and, and get our name out there. We all do this for fun, but obviously, if this can turn into something, you know, we all you. Want it to, we want ours to. Absolutely, the yeah. goal, right? as long as you just keep having fun, that's that's what I found has kept it going. It, right? um, this is going to be my 76th episode. Oh, wow, uh, going for fantastic a year and a half ish now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as long as you just keep having fun and for the love of it, you know, and, and you meet such cool people. Yeah, very cool. The thing about Toronto, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's not a lot of podcasts around no. that aren't sports or maple leaf. Yeah, right. very yeah, true, true, yeah. And there's a big gay community. It's there is. Huge. There's so especially, many artists in the area. Especially know? with Fan Expo in Toronto, it's, yeah. it's, which is why we, we made it a point that we had to come here this year. Well, I, th- I think they're starting to yeah, slowly. Yeah, a couple of people yeah. that, are, that are starting yeah. to group podcasts together, yeah. actually. Yeah. But, yeah. but there, it seems to be like it's coalescing in different areas, and we need to make this one big... Like, there's a festival yeah. going yeah. on Network. right now. There's a podcast festival going yeah, on. Yeah, the Toronto right Podcast Festival is on. Really? And that's the thing. Nobody really heard yeah, about see, it because I, it wasn't enough. It wasn't a lot of advertising. It just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. Because it could be something that's good for everybody, good for the community, good for exactly. But, but unfortunately, there's not enough of a. It's not coalescing yet. Yeah, it's the only right, it's the right word, right? There's, yeah. there's all these sort of little bits and pieces all over the place, and we can just get them. Over well, the maybe it begins right here in your it log might, cabin. There you yeah. go. You're in the tree fort. Yeah. It's uh, there's I got a I don't know if you ever heard of Drunk on Comics. Uh, they're out of Michigan, and they are an amazing comedy podcast. These guys are just hilarious. Knowledgeable, all that good shit. Yeah. They're gonna come up next year. Here. They're gonna get a book. Yeah. yeah. So they're only it's down uh, in Michigan, right? Is Rooster Teeth here? I don't know. I haven't seen them. Yes, that'd be great. Keep in touch and like make this shit happen because we Absolutely. got big, you know, cods coming up from like Michigan and this and that. Yeah. There's no reason we can't have panels and workshops going on. No. So yeah, yeah. Fun that be? Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like yeah. get the room for an hour. Like four podcasts come up and. You know, let's cool. do it. This is where it'll start. Especially when we it begins when we here. Yes. We, we, we enjoy getting together and having a good time. And sometimes we, we even drink. We did the Pan Galactic. 
Gargle Blaster. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where we got pretty lit up. From what I remember, <laughs> it was a good show. <laughs> That's spectacular. Yeah, you got some games and prizes going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pizza spin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's on. She's on pizza. it. Made the, made the bats. Um, tell the people, where can they find you and all that good stuff? You can find us at the or you can listen to us on iTunes as well. We are on iTunes, yeah. And then and Twitter, the underscore last underscore cast. And you can follow us on Facebook and give us a like on Facebook if you like as well. All right, kids, there you go. It's the, it's the last cast on earth, another fine Toronto podcast. Give them a listen. I'm going to do the same over this weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe something great begins here. So thank you very much, fellas. Thanks, Thank you, sir. We'll do it again sometime, yeah? Absolutely. Hey there, this is AJ Fry from Interspace Weeknights at 6 and 11 on Space, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Aw. And that's good times. There you go with that. Uh, so much good talent, man. I'm so lucky that I'm. Uh, I made so many friends in Artist Alley. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Then that, that's awesome. I love just walking up and down and just talking. Because I mean, you want to buy something from everybody. You know, you can't. Yeah. But you know, even spending you know a few minutes with somebody, I think, uh, I think they appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, I try to. I try to support. I, I've bought. Maybe not all in the same year, but luckily, I I know these people are going to be back every year. You know. Right. And, uh, you know, I can hold off on some things here or there, you know. If I bought something off Sparkle Girl Jen every time I saw her, I'd be broke ass, you know what I mean? Right. She'd be rich. <laughs> yes, she would. <laughs> uh, but I got Aaron a really nice uh, Batman headband from Sparkle Girl this year, and uh, it's super cool. And, uh, yes, Jen, Aaron uh, really enjoyed that. She loves it. So good job on that. Thank you so much. So then Saturday night, uh, there was all there was an artist that I didn't get a chance to talk to. I will in the future because she's always back. But her name is Lori B, and uh, she is kind of described as uh, there's a few artists like this who have the chops to be working for the big leagues, but choose not to, and choose to stay very independent and do everything themselves. And this is Lori B. And Lori B's style of art is uh, pinup, but cartoony, sexy, funny, creative mm-hmm. pinup. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm actually looking at some of the images right now, and yeah, yeah you're, does, you're right on. You're right on point. Yeah, with that. for instance, like a grown-up pinup version of Strawberry Shortcake, you know, or a little girl version of Catwoman hugging a cat to do heart. Even um, the Bride of Frankenstein. Now the best one she's ever done is the Cat- female South Park. I'm I'm looking. <laughs> I gotta Hopefully see you'll find the the female. She did a female version of South Park, and it's one of the greatest things you'll ever see. Uh, I'll put it on that on the blog as well there. But uh, she's an amazing artist. But uh, we've gotten a lot of her work and talked with her and pretty much made friends over the years for a while now. She's from Calgary. She's a Calgary artist, and uh, but she comes up the Fan Expo every year. And she's amazing. And it actually happened that we went for dinner and decided to go out. Uh, she's just staying with a friend of a friend in town, so she had nothing going on. So Nixon and his neighbor Darren and I decided we'd take her out. We'd uh, go get a nice meal and uh, and hang out for the evening. So we went to Jack Astor's. I don't think – do you guys have Jack Astor's in America? Oh, we have Jack Asses. Okay, we have Jack <laughs> – yeah, you certainly do. We have, uh, we have Jack Astor's, which is uh, – okay. It's a, just like your typical restaurant, I guess, like uh, like a pub style, not pub, but 
Like a Montana's? Do you have Montana's? No, we don't have those. Or yet. the Outback? Yeah, we got Outback. Okay, that that a little more party atmosphere than the Outback. Okay. You know, like it's like a party style Applebee's. I don't know what you guys would have that I can no, possibly would... compare it to. I'm with you though. I'm following. Yeah. Roadhouse, steakhouse type things. So. Uh, we go there for dinner, and it's really funny because since it's the football game, the bar is half cosplayers and half people dressed up freaky for football. So it was an entertaining scene. But uh, we drank, we laughed, we smoked, and we had a wonderful, wonderful evening hanging out. She's a wonderful lady, and she does incredible art. Uh, you people need to check it out and get yourself some because she's super cool. And then uh, it came to the point where I got really drunk, and we had to drive her home. And uh, I decided to hit record while we drove her home. And about 98% of it is absolutely useless. But there's a little moment that wasn't so bad. Here it is. I got a bad feeling about this. Sean, my suggestion here will be to try to turn left. What, left here? Yeah. Because what we just went through... Oh, hold on. I'm on the wrong side. Sorry. Do what you want. Because uh, well, I, I was thinking we were on the other side. Oh my god, it's chaos. Where front and York <laughs> is all closed. Okay, I have no idea where I'm going. So someone just tell me where to go. No, no, you'll be fine now. <laughs> all we're trying to do is get Lori home. <laughs> and it's chaos. Dude, As we complete day two of oh, Fan Expo well, not, not Canada. Not in, no. 2013, we just had a delicious steak meal at the Jack Astor's. Now we're trying to get Lori B. home, and the city is like a war zone. <laughs> it's like it's flooded. This is a lot brighter than it used to be. Ow! Bright tunnels. Oh, God! See? Horror! Like there's people stopped in front of me. Danger! Danger! Yes. The city's so alive at night. Oh my god, don't hit this bicyclist. <laughs> I hate when people do this. We're good. Oh. This is the first time in our Comic-Con history experience of Fan Expo that we decided to just take an artist with us when we left. <laughs> I think that's called kidnapping. Right? <laughs> 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 Wait, hold And that was the adventure of driving Lori B. home. <laughs> I just found the uh, female South Park characters. Yeah. You're right. That That's awesome. It's brilliant, isn't it? She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she's a hoot. She's the same. If you see her art, she's the personality that her art is. It's uh, it's quite tremendous. So, you know, we had a real good time. Can't wait to see you next year, Lori. Uh, you know, we'll have another grand, we'll have another grand adventure. So uh, that was Friday night, right? No, that was Saturday night. Saturday. That was Saturday night because, uh, you know, that was the night that Darren was there. Darren just uh, – no, wait. That was Friday because that was the night that Darren was able to make it. That was Friday night that we did that. So uh, that actually ended Friday off really, really good. So, uh, you know, we're three days into the con and we're having a super good fun time, right? So uh, Saturday, uh, another exciting day. Uh, I did what I did at the beginning of the con, which I neglected to mention earlier, and that is cor- that, of course, is make contact with Sparkle Girl Jen. 
because uh, she had her booth, of course, selling her Etsy wares in Artist's Alley. And she was kind enough to kind of let me be, uh, let me stash some stuff there as we went, you know? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, carrying your portfolio around and podcasting isn't very fun at the same time. So Jen was very, very gracious enough to let me keep some stuff there. So here's for a sec me chatting with Sparkle Girl Jen. <laughs> I don't know if I back? saw that one. I bought that few, she might not have it anymore. I bought it a couple of years ago. I have the uh, strawberry shortcake. Yep. And the uh, cat woman that's mm-hmm. hugging the kitten. It's yeah. like a little girl cat woman. Yeah. You know? We're talking about Lori B, that artist we kidnapped last night. <laughs> we haven't seen her yet this morning. She hasn't shown up, so I hope she makes it in. I hope it wasn't one too many jacked up pints for, uh, for Lori B there. But we're on day three. It's Saturday. Oh, and traffic's happening. Here it goes. How you doing? Good times. The under the table method works best, it seems. Um, hi, Jen. Hi. Sparkle Girl Jen, everybody. <laughs> we're having a good weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Very good weekend. You've been very busy for you. Incredibly busy. I'm sold out of a lot of stuff already. Really? Yeah. It's like just Saturday. Doctor Who stuff is gone. My Star Trek and my Adventure Time. All gone. Uh, what's with the Adventure Time, eh? I don't know. I've tried to watch it twice and I can't. I don't get it. I think you need to watch it from the beginning and like watch it in order. Is it like a? It's like an episodic like. It's weird. Continuing story from episode uh, to episode? Not really. There's not really like an over story arc, but there are things. You see growth in the characters. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah, it's fine. Some episodes are just like, what the fuck? And then epi- other episodes are pretty cool. I hear you just have to get high and watch it, so you think I'd like it, but I've tried that twice and it just didn't work for me. I was just too confused. Yeah. I was just like, I don't get what's happening here. That's fun. Um, we were just talking about this pen pal thing. Yes. Talk about it. It's a community. We have a website. You can sign up online. We have a forum, a blog. We have contests and giveaways going on. But once a month, you can actually sign up and fill out a form. And we take 500 applicants, and you put your top geek interests. 500? 500. Wow. And then once it fills up, we split you up by age, and then we actually match you up with a pen pal based on your geek interests. That's cool. It is cool. It's cool from my perspective because I get to read everyone's geek interests. How did this start? Who started this? Uh, Two girls, Leslie and Emma. So one girl from Pennsylvania and the other, uh, Emily's over in England. Okay. So it's been a little while. I remember when you... You, like started yeah, hooking up with them. Yeah, it's been almost six months now. Yeah, 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 it feels about there. So yeah. 500. So did it have that many in the beginning? Was it gangbusters or? Uh, apparently, the first two rounds, I wasn't helping them out. They had a thousand um, wow. applicants both times, so they filled up within like 48 hours both Jesus. rounds. What did they like people talk about? Like they just write whatever. Like people put their interests. It's fun. I do uh, House Organa, so the 30 plus okay. yeah. group. So their interests are usually stuff that I'd be interested in. You have a lot of, a range of things. But I helped out with House Granger, so that's 13 to 17 years old. Oh, cool. And it's all like Harry Potter, Doctor Who. Yeah, Hunger Games and stuff. Yeah, Hunger Games. So So they just write straight up letters, though, to each other, right? it's snail mail, yeah. Wow. Do you find it's a lot of more, like, introverted type people or just... Not all of them, but there's a good chunk. Yeah, is it very international? Lots of people from like everywhere? About 60% U.S. 
and then 40% everywhere else. Okay. I've noticed Canada, we're definitely seeing an increase. Yeah. But, like, there's girls from, like, Germany and Singapore. And that's exciting. I know. Yeah. Um, that's probably due to you being involved so much now. The yeah. Canada thing's growing. I'd like to think you know? so. I know. No, every time I see is. someone yeah. sign up from Ontario, it's like, maybe I saw them at a convention. No, probably for sure. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, was there anything new this year? Or just, uh, I know you, like, made more of what you make but did you try any new products or anything this year no new products just new fabric yeah the doctor who the tardis fabric and then the adventure time those were new fabrics that um, i just found i'm just noticing christmas stockings yeah which i didn't realize you made yeah really i usually make them just put them on etsy they sell well so those are just left over from last christmas really i think last year fanex so i think i might have had a few as well okay i might have to get one of those for the boy yeah i yeah. like making them that's I fun. I get requests for them, so it's just like I guess I'll make some and put them just on. Step it up next time, though, and like get a fur, like get the fur for like yeah. the top or something. You know, <laughs> that's all it's missing. Put a little fur trim, yeah. and that'll like scream Christmas. You yeah. know what I mean? It is amazing. It's uh, yeah, today's gonna be crazy, man. It's already getting busy. Oh, I felt so bad. We went and grabbed tea at the little cafe here in the food court. Yeah. Last night about 5 o'clock. It was uh, the guy's first day working here ever. We were like, <laughs> how are you doing? He was so, like, flustered. And he's like, hold on one second. Hold on. I'm really sorry. Hold on. I'm like, it's okay. You're doing fine. <laughs> he couldn't make tea? Oh. Yeah. And I was like, do you work tomorrow? He's like, yes. I was like, well, be prepared. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. His yeah. first shift, they put him in on the Friday oh, of Fan Expo. that's tough, man. Yeah. That's felt, so felt tough. Bad for him. That's like they don't want him to succeed type tough. Yeah. <laughs> I went up yesterday for a coffee. They didn't. They the only decaf they had was Americano decaf. Oh, so I felt it's all strong, your. Isn't it? uh, it's not so. It's strong, but I put a lot of milk in there and just sugar. <laughs> but I felt so European. I was just like, ah, give me you European comic hipster. Um, you probably didn't see because you've probably been here all morning. Yeah. But the lineup for Todd McFarlane has begun. Really? From that end of the building to this end of the Holy building. Holy crap. Yeah. So if anybody was planning on coming and getting Todd McFarlane's autograph today, the morning session is sold out. And the you can I think you can still sign up for an afternoon session. Wow. But, uh, yeah. I guess my dad's not doing that tomorrow probably. If, if you get here early, you know, yeah. like super early. Yeah. I couldn't believe the lineup out there of people who still bought tickets for today. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't comprehend how you don't get your ticket ahead of time yeah. like, or have a friend get it or something exactly. to wait in that lineup is just it's three four hours of your day blown yep. like why waste it yep. learn that the internet exists mm-hmm. you know have you, you haven't done any shopping or anything yet then uh, I bought some turtle figures on Thursday I saw some where was it I don't think it was in Artist Sally I saw some incredible turtle art yeah oh yeah it's like new style it's yeah. not like the cartoony or anything yeah. it's like you know an original artist but yeah oh i'll look around if i see it i'll remind yeah. you but it was amazing and did you see the lego booth over there yeah you see the turtle face wall with oh, all yeah, done with the one little circles yeah. that imagine how much time that must take yeah oh. i was a little pissed off on thursday they were supposed to give away a lego keychain of the okay. turtle figure oh they're doing the giveaway at 7 30 i went over about 10 after 7 she's like oh we already did it I was like, well, it says 7.30. Why would you post the schedule and yeah. then do the giveaway early? That's just lame. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they're doing giveaways every day, but that was the only day for Turtle Lego. They have a little thing there where you can make your own X-Wing. 
with like six little pieces so oh. they've got like all baskets filled with pieces yeah. and you go around like step one step two yeah. and you make yourself a little Le- lego x-wing that's pretty cool so yeah i gotta try doing that out. what's your opinion on ben affleck as batman i'm okay with it I'm okay with it too. I can't picture him as Batman. I can't even really picture him as Bruce Wayne, but I don't dislike him. Yeah. So. I think he's old and he's old enough and he's matured enough yeah. that I, it won't be a Daredevil situation. No. And Zack Snyder won't let that happen. No, so, I wouldn't think so. I, it started like there was so much nerd rage at first, but it seems a lot of people are being like, "Give him a chance." Yeah. Like two-time Oscar winner. Like, mm. you know, he's he's not Daredevil. No. No, he's grown a lot. Since and that was that. just a bad movie, you yeah. know. It was bad dialogue. And it wasn't wasn't written well. No. Like, not at all. How do you deliver lines like, "I've come for justice"? Like, <laughs> you, just, you know, you can't. Shakespeare couldn't read that crap any better. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to leave you to right. your wares. Good luck today. Thanks. I hope uh, more works out well for you. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in a little bit. So everybody, uh, make sure to check out the Etsy shop. It's just Sparkle Girl Jen. No, it's just Sparkle Girl. Just Sparkle Girl, right. Yeah. And uh, what's the pen pal thing? Is that on Twitter? Where Where would you go for that if you wanted to apply? Um, the website, geekgirlpenpals.com. Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much, Jen. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yo, what's up? This is Daniel Logan, the baddest and most darkest bounty hunter on the dark side of the galaxy. You are listening to An Elegant Weapon. Stay tuned because there's more stuff coming in the galaxy. Uh, after Sparkle Girl Jen, I went two rows over and I had a chat <clears throat> with a local Toronto artist who was on the show a couple episodes ago. Uh, we talked with him for, uh, you know, like a good uh, episode himself, and that was Renard, D.A. Bishop. So uh, I went over to have a little chat about Stranger, his zombie comic, and uh, his new release, which is Of Stone, which you've heard about on this show, but uh, is now uh, in print and in my hands which is super cool. Uh, you'll also hear the voice of Justin, who is his buddy, uh, kind of his sales pitchman who comes and hangs out and helps him out at cons. Really cool dude, uh, as the both of them are. So uh, here's another installment of me at Fan Expo with the re-nerd fellas. <laughs> hey, look, it's the re-nerd. Hey. The re-nerd. Hi, guys. Re-nerd, re-nerd. How's it going? Good, good. Going. <clears throat> I'm here with D.A. Bishop. Hi. Here with Justin. You remember my name. I remember your name. Who could forget you, my friend? It's hard. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point that's of you? Just, that's just the smell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, how are we doing, guys? Doing all right. Yeah. Been a good weekend so far. It's been busy, eh? Yeah. Today is getting nuts. Like every yeah. time I look up, I'm just sitting here drying. Every time I look up, there's more and more and more. People, so. <laughs> yeah. They keep filing it's in, man. It's really insane to see just the lineup for people who are buying a ticket for today. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how? and they're all cosplayed up and they're hardcores. Sure. And you think, wouldn't those type of people get their advanced ticket, you know? But yeah. No. So it takes like four hours off their day. Yep. No, today is the big day, though. Like, the, today is when all stops yeah. Yeah. come out. Still feels better, though, with the new setup. Is this like there's more flow because of the other building and the bigger artist's alley? I, think. I missed last year, but. I can tell you, like, even in Artist Alley, there's a lot more room yeah. behind us. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, between our backs. Yeah. You can swing can a cat now. <laughs> swing a cat. It's good. No, it's great. Uh, bravo, I think, to them, man. It's, uh, it's a much better setup this year, for sure. Yeah. I think a key thing, too, was taking the celebrities out of this hall and putting yeah. them over with the sports. Well, see, that's sort of a double-edged sword as well, right? Cause, well, because that's also taking traffic away. 
This right? is true. If people are waiting for their celebrity to show up, they're just milling about. Yeah, they right? kind of. They're yeah. going to mill about over an artist alley. But yeah. that's not happening right now. Listen, so, all, listen to you always thinking like the businessman. Eh? I got it. <laughs> that's what I have to do. This is a very exciting fan expo, though, because uh, you're premiering something special. Yep. Yeah? Uh, of Stone. Yes. Today, well, Thursday, technically, but yeah, Up Stone is out now. So uh, I've actually been getting a lot of interest in it, which is good. Yeah? Um, I'm not surprised, man. It's awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very different, and, and it's kind of neat because before I only had Stranger. Yeah. And uh, so there are people, they're only zombie people, or they're not zombie people. There you go. You know, so now, you know, it's going to raise an eyebrow here or there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, you don't. You have something besides zombies. Think, yeah, yeah. So your demographic just got bigger. Picks, right? So now we do ogres, squirrels, zombies. <laughs> ogres, squirrels, and zombies. You got yeah. it all covered, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something for everybody right yeah. there. Squirrels was from the 12-hour comic marathon where basically we had 12 hours to create a comic. And that is the result right there. That was at the comic book lounge, right? That was at the comic book lounge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, if anybody goes a couple episodes dollars. back, like what? That was four episodes ago, maybe. Yep. yep. You honored us with your presence, and uh, that was great. We got a lot of good response off that, oh, man. Did you? Books yesterday. You read the books yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I know I sent you Upstone in PDF. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you have any favorite bits? Reading well, I didn't read Upstone yet. No. Uh, oh, I just flipped through. Well, I well, got a lot to read it. Yeah, yeah. I read it before in the PDF, yeah. but I haven't just flipped through the book yet. But uh, I just flipped through the book, and it's so much different when you got yeah. the ink right in front of you, yeah. you know. And that's the great thing about your art, though, is it's evolving. It works better in yeah. in ink. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like I bought a house print. You know, House, Dr. House? Yep, okay. Yeah, me and my girl, big fans. Yeah. So it's a nice little caricature print I bought uh, yeah. a couple aisles over. And then uh, she's like, you want to see the original? And she pulls out the original painting. It's, like, not even comparable. It just right. doesn't do it justice. You oh, know what really? I mean? Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with your books, I right. find. You know, when you see it on the computer, it's it's not like having it right there. Yeah. It just it feels more, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, you know. Definitely. So. And, and what I've done is I've, I've actually added pinups in the back of a for Upstone. I looked at those guys, yeah, because yeah. you had the several different artists do their... Yeah, there's a couple guys around here, like yeah, Adam yeah. over at Teuton and uh, Shane up at uh, Black Hole Hunters Club. So, Did Ricky do one? Or? No, Ricky didn't do I one. Didn't. Edit that out. <laughs> Ricky did not do that. Ricky did not do that, but Ricky is doing something with Dave. Uh, they're doing a new book, and Dave will tell you about it right now. Yeah, working I'm actually on it, working on it speak. right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you were telling us last time, this is the first time you're actually working, like, with somebody and, like, yeah. take some of the heat off you and you yeah. can kind of concentrate well, I mean, I did, on your DC, side of it. The mini comic, but now we're sort of going full on with the graphic novel, trying to get that done for October. But uh, For October? Yeah. yeah so. Are you far through? Or? No. Uh-oh. That's why, not, that's why I'm sitting here. At the yeah, that's why you're selling working. Selling books and drawing, selling yeah. books and drawing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been getting everybody's reaction on this, too. Ben Affleck, cast as Batman. Oh, we got into this discussion yesterday. We did. We okay. came to blows. Oh, really? All right. Opinions, Dave? He's con. I'm kind of you're pro. pro. You are pro. Come on. Okay. I think he's a good actor. I think the town was fantastic. I think Gone Baby Gone was fantastic. I think um, I didn't mind Daredevil. Yeah, it I wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. I didn't say it was great, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think people are remembering, remembering it poorly. You can't see me shaking my head on that right here, <laughs> but I am shaking my head. Yeah. 
I think it's uh, the Daredevil was just really bad dialogue. Yeah. And who can say, you know, it's almost like Star Wars. You can't, no one can deliver that shit, you know? Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I just think, when I think Ben Affleck, I don't think Batman. I mean, a lot, they had a lot of good casting for Batman over the franchise, but yeah. this in particular. You give him, he's a good actor. You give him a good script and a good director, and we'll see what happens. That's what I'm thinking. You guys seem to kind of actually sum up the general internet feeling of people are either really against it yeah. or they're like, give him a shot. Nobody's like, perfect! <laughs> but a lot of people are like, you know, he's a two-time Oscar winner. So give him a shot. You know, and there was Hugh Jackman yeah. first. And before anybody actually saw him, like, Hugh Jackman, who? Yeah, yeah. Who? Heath Ledger. Like, who? Oh, yeah, Hugh Jackman, yeah. you know, he's six foot four. I was like, yeah, but Wolverine is like five foot two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, people accepted it. Yeah. So, well, people said that Heath Ledger. They were like, you know... Oh yeah, people were not happy with Heath Ledger being cast as Joker. Same thing, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Keaton first got cast as Batman. He went through the exact same shit that Ben Affleck's going to go through. Yeah. yeah. I think he can do it. I think if he if he tones it down. I don't think he's going to tone it down. I no, think he's, he's going to camp it up. Oh yeah. Kind of person, he's not going to be a Bale Batman. No. Yeah, not at all. His Bruce Wayne. I mean, Wayne. <laughs> you know what? But you know, I thought George Clooney was great as Bruce Wayne. See, I get a lot of shit for this. I would give him another chance, especially at his age. Yeah. He's and it was I was all Schumacher. Yeah. You know, like another case of bad dialogue. But yeah. George Clooney's an amazing actor. Yeah. And if he toned it down and he got like really angry, like Syria angry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just be like, keep thinking about Syria yeah. all the time, and you'll make the perfect ba- perfect Batman. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's all good. I mean, we've we've had some blows as nerds this year in terms of, you know, Lucas yeah. selling uh, the, the whole thing to Disney and yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, well, uh, there's some exciting things that come out of that. They just announced that uh, J.J. is going to shoot it on 35mm. Oh, that's, that's yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, no, the, you, people aren't understanding how faithful he's going to try yeah. to be, where he's like... Because think about it, 35mm also limits the amount of digital input you can put. Which I think is right? kind of a good thing. It's I'm, great I'm thing. old enough to remember I saw Star Wars in the theater. Like oh, the original yeah? Star yeah. Wars, right? I, that I was, was knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like seven or something yeah. like that. So I was going like, that to me is still the hallmark of good sci-fi movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it's... It, there's just no context. It's the template for everything. Yeah. yeah. And I love the Star Trek franchises. And I actually... Uh, Billy Shatner did an awesome documentary called The Captains. Yeah, The Captains. Which was just so incredible, I mean, to see all these guys. And and how it's really, to me, it's about about hope for humanity. And you read all this gnarly stuff in the news about global warming and crap like that. But Trekkies, they got that shit dialed in in the sense that it's all about hope for humanity. And why can't we all just get along? I know I've said that twice today. No, it's true. It's totally true, And so to see that sort of stuff... That's what I want to see the uh, the Star Wars franchise going towards, and a lot of these other things. Well, they're know? taking the heart back as far as they're going to mix their, as they said, a lot more real locations, yeah. you know, less sets, more real locations. I think they're going to do a lot more Del Toro-type mixing of, like, prosthetics and digital, yeah. you know, because he's well, so the CG good at is that. so cool, but yeah, it's yeah. like, to get the real locations yeah. in there, that's, yeah. that's it's, where it's, they, it's the key. magic yeah, comes from. There's got to be something, yeah, yeah totally material yeah. there, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here comes Captain Jack and Cobra Commander. That's a nice mix, well just done. wandering around, eh? 
We, uh, Dave and I have been giving people when they have particularly good cosplay, we point it out and give them golf claps. Just sit there. Excellent. Well done. Well done, sir. That's cool. Tip of the chapeau. That's wicked. Seems to draw people in and they like it. But I, that's the only reason why I'm here. Dave's the artist. I yeah. just talk to people. You so. have fun, yeah. though, too. I do. You it's know it's you tons do. of fun. Hey, nice t-shirt. Great. Great haircut. Nice. you got to get him to give you a credit in the book, though. As like con, like con wrangler well, this or something. He calls me uh, sales tornado. That's on the badge. I still don't quite know what it means, but I'm causing wreckage to roofs or something like that. I don't know. So, uh, speaking of the book, yep. give your information. Where can we find uh, now of Stone and everything? Of Stone. Well, uh, there is a Facebook page for of Stone, but that one is not going to be digital. Uh, but there is a Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash upstone and of course stranger.reenerd.com and uh, you can follow me at reenerd r-e-n-e-r-d and people can order the books offline though right? there is a store uh, a store envy store stranger.storeenvy.com and okay. I'll probably put upstone up there after the show okay you should do that because people go out there and check out the digital stuff take a look at everything and if you like it buy the goddamn book because the book should be on your shelf it's just right. you know it's not right if it's just in your I hard totally drive agree. so yeah I concur as well Absolutely. excellent choice <laughs> well uh, another grand year good to talk to you guys thank again you thank sir. you so much for giving up a bit of time pleasure uh, everybody get of stone D.A. Bishop, at Renerd on the Twitter, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Yeah? Excellent. The Force will be with you, always. And then we went on to, uh, we move on from the positive to the negative. Oh, there's negatives? <laughs> Not really negative. I, I went and hung out with uh, Anthony, our good friend Anthony Ruckazer, who was on the very last episode of An Elegant Weapon, episode 75. He's got his brand new comic book, the first hero, the Indiegogo has just started. Uh, it started with a bang. It's doing really well. So he was sharing a spot with Lee Motor, who is a local Toronto artist as well. He has a book called Shinku, which is like a Japanese, Japanime kind of badass fantasy book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't read it, so I can't go too into it. But uh, Lee's a good guy. Lee also did the banner art for the first hero. And uh, it was really, really good. So I'll put a picture of that up as well. So, uh, yeah, here's a typical Toronto talk with a tr- typical Toronto guy. It's Anthony Rutgazer. What can I do for you, Jim? I said give me the brandy! Hey, Jim. Holy crap, Anthony Rutgazer. What? It's insane. It's nuts. It is. It's, it's crazy. Saturday. It's Saturday at, at Fan Expo, which means that uh, it's... It's foot traffic galore from people who don't know how to use their feet. <laughs> All I want, I just want to yell, go if you're going. Yeah. At everybody. My standard everybody. is, under my breath, not a good place to stop. <laughs> Superman t- <laughs> don't, don't pull out the, oh, okay. What, Superman gonna... t-shirt, purple bath towel cape. <laughs> Fan Expo, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. It's good Fan times, Expo. Man. Retcon. He used a bla- he used a towel, not a blanket, to make his cape. <laughs> you uh, you have to admit though, it's uh, even though Artist Alley is swamped, it's still a better setup. It is a way better setup, and Artist Alley. One of the reasons Artist Alley is swamped, it's huge this time. Yeah. This is the biggest Artist Alley's ever been. It's fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I like the setup this time. 
I know a few people who uh, are not pleased with the uh, North Building, South Building thing. Really? But that's because, well, that's because they have to continuously travel back and forth between the North and South Building. If you, <laughs> That's just poor, poor planning. Like, that's, you know. Poor planning poor on whose part? On their part. No. Yeah. Some, sometimes the scheduling isn't. It has nothing to do with you. It's you're at the mercy of of the the convention schedule. I suppose so. Yeah. At least they kind of kept it. You know. I think the main thing that worked was putting the the celebrities over there. Oh, in that the North really building? opened things up here yeah, to yeah, have the yeah. space to do stuff, and they extended Absolutely. this hall. The gaming's nuts. Have you been down there? Uh, I've been through it. I haven't been. It's big this year. It's yeah. a lot of lineups and like people just zombified into a million screens down there. You know. Dirty, yeah. filthy couch potatoes. A lot of new artists, too, because yeah. Artist Alley is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's fucking... It's rad. So you had a lot of uh, traffic coming by here? Uh, Well, you know, we are up against a post. <laughs> that's, I, think that's, I think that's punishment for something. <laughs> but uh, but we're getting people, and uh, everybody's been friendly. There's, there hasn't been... There haven't been any jerks. Which nice. is nice. No jerks. Uh, the banner looks fantastic. Thank you. Looks really you. nice. Well done. Well, that's that's down to Mr. Motor's art sitting next to famed comic book artist Lee Motor. <laughs> nice. Way go. to piggyback, my friend. Damn straight. <laughs> so, uh, Indiegogo started off with a bang. Yes. Yeah, which is great. And now, you know, it... it Peters into the That's long the dark summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, now it's now it's time for me to get on my bike again. I, you know, you know what it is. It's it's the hard slog to get the thing ready, mm-hmm. and then I, I told one of my aunts, it's the it's trading the uh, mild but constant anxiety of preparing the Indiegogo. Yeah. For the mild and constant anxiety of running the Indiegogo. <laughs> yeah. And checking it. <laughs> yes. And then trading that for the extreme anxiety of the Indiegogo coming to an end and will it make its funding goal. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if everybody on Earth had just pledged on Wednesday and I had gotten <laughs> $7,501 the first day... You'd have been clear. I'd have been fine yeah, now. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, I but, think it's going to do well, man. Gonna, I hope just, so. You just got to keep working it, right? Yeah, you just yeah. Got to keep moving. And... As uh, as as we speak, it is up to uh, ten seventy seven uh, of a seventy five hundred dollar goal. So yeah. so you can pinpoint exactly in time where this interview took place. <laughs> Lots of uh, time to go, though. Those are those are those are X, Y, and Z coordinates. There. <laughs> you went with a nice long one, which yes. is wise, though. So yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, Especially since I'm going to New York in uh, for Comic Con in October, yeah, it seemed like a waste to. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Grab a card. That's our new book that's coming out uh, in March from Action Lab. It's a world where everybody who gets superpowers goes insane, becomes a villain. One guy doesn't, and he has to decide what he's going to do next: put himself at risk or just hide out. Except that means he's watching innocent people be hurt. So we're running an Indiegogo right now. All kinds of great perks. Copies of the book digitally for as low as five bucks for the entire four issue series. Uh, print copies starting at twenty five dollars and perks like T shirts, original art. You can become a character in the book. All kinds of good stuff. 
Thank you. And that's how it's done, kids. That's the sales pitch. <laughs> that is the sales pitch. For a guy who hates humanity as much as I do, I'm good at the schmoozing. Oh yeah. I'm not good at. I'm not necessarily great at engaging. Uh, well, they usually say psychosis leads to like you know charming individuals, <laughs> don't they? All <laughs> work and no play, make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. So I go to go get Carrie Fisher's autograph. Oh yeah, hundred dollars. Hundred dollars for Carrie Fisher? Not doing it. That's more than Hogan. Not doing it. I am not. I cannot justify it. No, matter, she, no matter how bad I want it, I can't justify it. Does she think that because she's going to be in a movie two years from now that people? Oh my god. The emperors are the same. Ian McDermott. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just people hiking their prices. Can you imagine how much the photo walk must be? Yeah, that's crazy talk. Like, that God. is crazy. hundred talk for Carrie. hundred bucks for Carrie Fisher. Chumley's only thirty bucks. Who the hell wants Chumley's? Yeah. A- Dude, I was over there. His line was empty, and he's next to the Hoff. And oh the my Hoff God! Had, like hundreds of people. You know what would be awesome if we could get a, a tour together of Chumley and Virgil. <laughs> I want Chumley's still relevant at least though. No, he's not relevant. And that's the problem with television. You're, you're getting the devil in me, boy. <laughs> that's the problem with television. It's cheaper to produce react quote unquote you can't see I'm doing the yeah, quote yeah. fingers. Reality television. They just stick a couple of cameras in some idiot's shop and say, uh, feed him some It's the reason that I don't like the Kevin yeah. Smith show. Right, okay. Okay? Because it's... Well, which one? It's, what do you it, mean? The, the oh, the comic, comic book, book men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. The fact that they yeah. still warm themselves an actual comic book out of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I like the fact that they were able to, you know... Look, sell out, sell out huge. <laughs> but, but I just don't like the fact that the genre is called reality television oh, when it's anything movie. but real. I've been getting uh, everybody's <laughs> perspective on okay. the Batflex situation since it occurred during Fan Expo. What it yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Um, oh, I I want to hi. Fantastic. I I, <laughs> I want to give the right person credit, and I'm not sure who it was now. Yeah, I think it might have been Gavin Stevens. Uh, I should check Twitter and make sure. But it's basically. Um, I like how people are upset about Ben Affleck playing Batman in the sequel to the movie. Where Superman murdered a guy. <laughs> you know what I saw the other day? I saw a uh, this guy put out a thing. It was can't remember what it linked to, but it was the seven worst instances of Superman committing murder in the history of the comics. And it was seven stories where he flat out kills the bad guy. Wow! And it was really cool to see it actually, man. Yeah. But it's just as far as you know. Ben Affleck, Batman, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. I mean, show me the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the other thing that I read online last night, and I, I don't know who I should be giving credit to for this, is basically, um, you know, I like that people are, are worried about Ben Affleck being cast as Batman in a movie that's supposed to come out in two years and still doesn't even have a script. Yeah, yeah. So there's other things to worry about with this production. Um, yeah. Stop hating on... Stop hating on Ben Affleck. Hey, yo. Only Ben nerd- Affleck was the bomb in <laughs> Phantoms, yo. Uh, only nerds would get upset about a two-time Oscar winner yeah. being given one of their beloved roles. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Only nerds would be like, 
not care about that. And Here's, just, here, uh, my only, my only. I don't real think comment, Daredevil was his fault. No, no. My, my only real comment about it would be, I'd like to see a Ben Affleck directed Batman. Film. I was down with him when they were saying about him for Justice League. Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. That would be. Yeah. I would love to see Ben Affleck direct it. Yeah, it, hopefully he's matured to the point. I didn't see Argo. Did you see Argo? No, I haven't seen Argo, and I haven't. Seen I heard Argo. he acts really well in that too. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, apparently a great movie, but I haven't seen Argo for a very specific reason, and that's because um, they get it wrong. They got it wrong. Yeah, it's they they credit. Listen, when when Jimmy Carter, when no less than Jimmy Carter, who was the president at the time makes the point of saying that the movie is factually wrong, that it gives too much credit to the Americans, that the that the the whole endeavor was 90% a Canadian thing. And let's just say that I I have personally met a couple of people involved. Oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> So I have this I have this feeling like, you know, I know this guy and he's the one responsible. And we should give that guy credit. Yeah, well, shit, yeah. But, I've heard that a lot. I was just literally, I was talking uh, earlier to uh, D.A. Bishop, Reynard, yeah, uh, Stranger, and uh, he made the exact same comment about Argo. He said, uh, I can't watch that one because it's not right. It's, yeah. it's way off. Yeah. yeah. So, well, there's a yeah. solution to that. Get a Canadian studio to finance it. It would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. That's the reason. That, that is the reason why the ending is the way it is. It's yeah. Because like, it's an American. People putting up the money get the influence. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be Hollywoodized, right? Yeah. That's what happened to the Wolverine, man. Did you see the Wolverine? I have not seen the Wolverine yet. The first three quarters of it are very Frank Miller-esque Wolverine. It's fantastic. Yeah. And then there's a moment in the movie where it could have been a shining moment for, for comic book movies. There is a, move, a moment where he could have went into the most berserker rage he's ever done, killed a thousand ninjas, <laughs> and ended it there. It would have been great. But they decided to tack on 20 more minutes of yeah. Hollywood fight the bad guy ending. Yeah. And that ruined it. But the first parts of it were... He was good. He was more yeah, Wolverine than he's ever been. That's when he put out a PG-13 movie rather than a good exactly. R yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. So, an R Wolverine yeah. would just be so beautiful to see. Oh, well. It'd be so nice. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, you can find the first hero on Indiegogo. Yes. Yeah. WWW, which are the World Wide Weberies. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, I'll stop being a douche. That's uh, all right. www.igg dot me slash at at slash first hero and yeah yeah people are running for their pens and pads I right know now. just just, <laughs> just just zip back a little there'll be links on the blog kid yes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and uh, and you can find the book and uh, make a pledge and get yourself a good perk and uh, I can't wait to read it, man, because it's a, it's an amazing premise. It's gonna be fantastic. It's, it's, it's a fucking wicked I'm premise. I'm so happy. I get pages yeah. every few days, and I'm very happy with the way it's turned. And uh, what's Mr. Motor over here working on? And uh, uh, Shattered Girl action here. Nice, nice. God love a commission. Yeah. Yep. Good. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sketching wig. And of course, doing the covers for our book, and uh, and he and I are working on some stuff together. We got a we got a script that I've been sitting here uh, occasionally finishing dialogue for. Yeah. And uh, and there there could be more Shinku on the way. Yeah, and nice, nice, nice. All kinds of good stuff. 
keeping him as busy as possible. Well, that's always good. And again, yeah, the banner is if it's any indication of you know what's coming. Oh yeah, man, it's uh, it's gorgeous. So. Again, yeah, guys, check out the first hero. Thank you, Anthony, as always, Mr. Motor. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your con, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Maria. We now return to the Transformers. And there you go. That's Anthony's thoughts. Uh, by the way, I should also mention to you, Josh. You mm-hmm. know what? I'm not going to mention it to you yet. I'm going to save it for the end. Oh, okay. I'm going to save it for the end because there's a trend that's, that runs all through my videos or interviews this week, all the podcasts that uh, everybody else knows now because they've been hearing, but you don't know. So we're going to save that as a surprise for Josh at the end. Sounds good. <clears throat> all right. Then we moved on to uh, just cooking through these couple of aisles where all these good friends were. But uh, our good friend, Steven Berger, who is the artist, creator, writer of Talk, which is a, a graphic novel that I've explained way too many times on this show. So I'm not going to do it again because if you listen to the show at all regularly, you know who Steven Berger is. And if you don't, you should. So go find out who Steven Berger is. It was really nice, though, because Talk, which I've been waiting for forever, is finally in print. Uh, it was in my hands, and uh, of course with a beautiful signature scrawled across it, and I, I got to bring talk home. So uh, here's what uh, me and Mr. Steven Berger talked about for a few minutes. What you talking about, Willis? Hey, Steven Berger. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, man. Talk is on the table. It's on the table. It's sound like hotcakes. Yeah? Nice, man. It must be exciting. You've worked so long at this. And... Yeah, it's been a long long haul to get the book all together, but uh, it's uh, been received pretty well so far. Dude, it turned out amazing. Thank like, you. it's really nice. Thank I went through it last night. It's Cheers. just, it's stunning, Cheers. man. Thank you very much. And the word has spread all the way to Detroit, at least, we know of. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, right on. you know, it was nice for you to get to meet our good friends, Drunk on Comics, yeah, out there. So, good times. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to go over it again because we've talked about so many goddamn times on this podcast. <laughs> that if you don't know what talk by Steven Berger is, you're just living on the wrong planet. So, uh, But I do notice this piece that uh, I think you tweeted while you were working on this, didn't you? Yeah, I, I tweeted sort of progress pics. So this is a, a Walter White piece, and uh, it's been by far my most popular print I've ever done. So anything new, or you're just, you're just on the talk push still right now? I'm still on the talk push. Uh, cool. Doing another show in Toronto, uh, a book show called Word on the Street in September. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Queens Park. And then doing a, one other small show at the Gladstone. Uh, Gladstone. Other than that, it's sort of shut down. Start working on new material for uh, the next installment. And, That's uh, exciting, taking a break, man. Taking a break from conventions. For yeah, you should bit. take a break, yeah, man. I, You've I, been I, all over the place this year. Yeah, How really, many have you done this year? In the last maybe 12 months, I think I've done eight or ten conventions, Jesus, something like that. Like from Vancouver, month, twice in Chicago, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal, New York. Just yeah, just working the I beat. I need a few weekends to relax. Yeah, man, no. I suggest yeah. it. I've seen how hard you've been working, so yeah, yeah. you just enjoy the success, man. We're very, very happy Cheers. for you. Thank it's you always much. good to chat, you know? Right enjoy the rest of the con. We'll see you around, dude. Cool. Hi, Elegant Weapon Podcast. I'm not a big fan of weapons because that's what's got my parents, and I'm very angry and distraught, but it's an awesome podcast. Uh, it's second to Kevin Smith's podcast, and this is coming from Toronto Batman who has done nothing good since June. <laughs> Eight Comic-Cons in 12 months he did. That's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that insane? He I did. Mean, it's, uh, different. it's different when you go to eight, you know, and you're paying for them or something. But yeah. to, to travel, you know, pack up all your stuff, and tra- that's 
That's crazy. Yeah, Vancouver, Toronto. I think he said Calgary twice in Chicago, New York. I think maybe Montreal. Guy got around, man. Guy got around. But uh, that's what you got to do. And uh, he said it's it's uh, selling like gangbusters. Uh, unfortunately, there's a little part of that last interview with Steven Berger that unfortunately got cut out because of some static uh, with the hand mic, you know, how things happen. But I wanted to mention what got cut out was he did a, a Walter White Breaking Bad Heisenberg print. And it, he said it was by far his top number one seller of anything he's ever done, just in the like first two days of this Comic-Con. So uh, people check out at Steven Berger and go to his sites. And if you can take a look at this Walter White, this Heisenberg print, uh, it's really, really good. And I was, uh, it was too bad that got cut out of there. But uh, I'm mentioning it now, so it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> now it's time for Josh to get excited. All right. Josh. I, I have been because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, it's time for you to ask me about Tom Cook. Uh, what's up with Tom Cook? Tom Cook is a former filmation animator. Ah, uh, yeah. Think I know where you're going here now. Oh my goodness, was this very, very exciting and <laughs> nerve-wracking? Um, I was very intimidated to talk to this guy, man, because I knew I would go on for a long time. I had to stop myself, uh, or I would have continued forever. Um, but he, and he also had an interview with someone else who mentioned the same thing I did. And that was get on Skype. And all he said was, is it free? I said, yes, it's like a phone on your computer. Just get it, please. And please talk to me for hours. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I told him cause I got his email. So I'm going to keep up on, on, keep up with him on email. Cause oh, uh, nice. I just need to do an episode with this guy. It was, uh, it was it was an amazing experience. He's worked on He Man. He worked on uh, Super Friends, Extreme Ghostbusters, Godzilla. Uh, no, I don't think he worked on those two. But he did work on Thunder the Barbarian, Black Star, uh, Flintstones. Or no, I don't think he worked on Flintstones. But uh, anyways, listen to this, people. Um, this one is a little quiet. He's a little quiet. He's kind of soft-spoken, and it was really loud at the time I was talking to him. But I did level it out the best. I know you can hear it. I listened to it. It's not great. Strain your ears on this one, please, because this one is uh, special to me. Um, hopefully, we'll have more with Mr. Tom Cook in the future, Filmation Animator of Masters of the Universe. Please enjoy this one as much as I did. By the power of Grayskull. I don't even know where to begin with something like this because of all of everything of my childhood, it was always He-Man. It was the one thing that was number one to me. Sure. Um, you just, I guess, you just got into animation, and how did He-Man come well, about for it, you? It actually happened kind of weird. I was a transit bus driver in Los Angeles, okay. and I happened to take a class in a, a college extension class in comic book art mainly because I wanted to meet the teacher, who was Don Rico, who was a Golden Age artist from Captain America, Daredevil, the old Okay. And uh, little did I know, he worked at Hanna-Barbera as a storyboard artist. They just set it up. They made it all from, pretty from easy transit for transit bus eh? to animator. So, yeah, it was really, uh, really quite lucky. But you've, I guess, always have drawn and always loved art. I can remember and... as a little kid when the original Flintstones first came out, I used to sit there and every time Fred would turn his head a certain way, I'd oh, sketch yeah? a little bit more. And so... An ironic thing is the very first drawing I ever did for Hanna-Barbera was Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
That's amazing. Yeah, so it's pretty good. And then eventually down the line, uh, after about three or four years, every animation studio sent their work overseas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except for Filmation. Nice, yeah. So when I kind of saw the writing on the walls, I went over to Filmation a little bit earlier than that and started in on uh, Flash Gordon and Tarzan. Okay. uh, Black Star. And eventually uh, He-Man came around in the 83, 84, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, it was the biggest thing I'd ever worked on because everything else had been on Saturday morning. And that's just 13 episodes a year. Right. Well, all of a sudden, syndicated. It's the first syndicated show. It's 65 episodes for a season, so we were so busy. Yeah, there was no layoff time or anything. We usually look forward to the end of the season, having a month or so off before we had to gear up again. And with He-Man, it just went two seasons in a row, then she were right behind that. Yeah, well, a lot of people get, like, they, they're they shocked when they realize He-Man was only a couple seasons. Yeah. Because there's so many damned episodes. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it was uh, on every week, so that's, yeah. you know, five shows a week. Yeah. And, boy, it, it took just about everybody, I think we had, like, 65 animators or something like that. See, we didn't get it uh, weekly in Canada at the time. Oh, really? When I was a kid, it was a Saturday morning. Oh. And wow, Super Friends was every day after school. Oh, yeah, but it was so, probably reruns. It was reruns because yeah. it was reruns of Scooby-Doo and uh, Super Friends. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's got to be something special. To have dra- You've drawn Batman in the Super Friends then? Did yeah, you ever? Yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. That That's one amazing. Of the, one of the first scenes I did in Super Friends, and, and I just bought the DVD, so I'm going to go looking for the scene. Nice. Now, I was an assistant animator, but... Batman had dropped down out of a helicopter, I believe, and landed on this missile that was flying through the air, and he undoes the nose cone, throws it away, reaches in, and pulls out all the guts of the missile, and then jumps off, you know. And okay, then, yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to see that, because the animator that I was assistant of was an amazing animator. And even the simple thing that he did, the Batman looked so good. Yeah. You know, I was just marveling as I was doing assistant <laughs> work, going, man, this looks really awesome. Yeah. So I can't wait to go find That's that a one. special thing, to have professionally drawn Batman for something official. That is... The only thing that would top that would be Spider-Man. And I tried like heck to get into Marvel when they first opened a studio in Southern California. But they weren't doing any work in the U.S. They just had their base there in Southern California. Oh, and they were shipping everything yeah, they, out. Yeah, you know, eh? they did the stories and the storyboards, but all the animation was done overseas. But right. I would have loved to have worked on one of the Spider-Man episodes. Yeah, that would have been cool, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite? Did you enjoy Super Friends or He-Man? Did you well, have... you know, I, I loved He-Man just for the fact that it was so popular. But actually, my favorite show I ever worked on was Thundar the Barbarian. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Mainly because Jack Kirby was uh, one of the designers of the show. Wow. And I got to meet Jack Kirby and uh, actually spent a few times talking with him outside. And he actually invited me to his house, gave me his phone number, and I never took him up on it. And then later oh. on, found out he did it all the time. Oh. And you'd go out there, and his wife would make lunch for you. Oh. And you'd go around his studio, and I just was too intimidated. And yeah, I thought hear, he yeah. was just being nice. You know? yeah. I thought he was just being nice. I didn't want to impose on him. So it's one of my biggest regrets in my life is I didn't go over you to gotta get, yeah, it's That's unfortunate. Because it's, it's weird how... You know, you can get intimidated because I'll admit I was a little t- intimidated to come even talk to you today because it must be weird for you to hear. But when something that you've worked on is so important to an entire generation of the planet, it's you know that's that's cool stuff, it is. man. And, and yeah. yeah, it's having Jack Kirby be one of my you know, foundation, you know, founding fathers of my career. Yeah, I was just like, 
Yeah, I that's... can't believe I'm talking to Jack Kirby. Yeah. I was actually sitting at my desk and saw him walking across the bridge carrying his big portfolio. And I said, oh my gosh, that's Jack Kirby. I didn't even know he worked there. And so everybody around me said, who's Jack Kirby? Because they weren't comic book <laughs> Yeah. And I said, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I ran out. So every time I'd see him walk across the bridge, I, for some reason, had to go the other way. So I always <laughs> met him out there. He nice. was terrible with names, so he always just called me Kid. Kid. <laughs> he probably called everybody Kid, eh? Yeah, I used to have brown hair then. Uh, that's all great. <laughs> Did you work on She-Ra at all? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And, was that a weird switch, having to start drawing a lot more females than males? Yeah, it was... Uh, the reason it was more difficult was because if you don't draw girls well, they look really bad. Yeah. You can draw a guy not so good, and it doesn't look as bad. But when you don't have the woman looking pretty... It's pretty bad. So it was a, just a little bit extra pressure making sure that everything looked just, just right. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, sir, so I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I don't know if you ever maybe... So you're a local guy then? or No, wait, sorry. This is your first time in Canada. You just told me that. Sorry. Okay. I moved uh, from California to Seattle. I worked at Microsoft for about four years doing animation for the research department. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, moved over to Idaho, and that's kind of where I'm retired now. And I've got a website that's called ComicWeekCreations.com. Uh, if anybody's interested, I'm going to put up a special uh, animation page that has all the films that are for sale here if somebody wants to buy stuff. Awesome. That's excellent. And I also do commissions, so if you and they're dead on kids like you're getting a commission by somebody who drew the thing so I'm telling you I picked up a He-Man yesterday and I'm in love with it it's it's just a special piece man it's uh it's, it's an incredible honor to talk to you, sir. Uh, I really appreciate everything you've done. You know, I hope everything keeps working out for you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the con, yeah? No, always. Lifelong. <laughs> it was tremendous talking to him. It was, uh, it was tremendous. Stories, uh, I bet he's got millions of them. Millions of them. Saturday, things get crazy, of course. Things go off the rails. A hundred thousand people get together and go fan crazy. So there wasn't tons I could get done Saturday. We didn't even stay exceptionally late Saturday. I think we left like two hours early on Saturday. But uh, one cool thing that happened on Saturday is uh, Steam Whistle. Darren Nixon and I went back over to Steam Whistle to have some beer and some pints, right? And uh, we had a great old time. Uh, here's a little moment of what happened that time at the Steam Whistle. I don't know, I'm sitting at the bar and I'm welcoming back Sean's neighbor Darren. Cheers. To the podcast. Nixon. Good old Steam Whistle Brewery right across from the Metro Toronto Convention Center. Beautiful little free samples of their beautiful product. It's appropriate break from comic books. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. So we drank, we were merry. After the steam whistle, we went outside to the adjo- adjoining park to steam whistle, right? Of course, to go flick our bics once again. Enjoy mm-hmm. some, you know, some doobies in the sunshine. As we walk outside, we realize we look on this hill. It's kind of a hilly park. And there's a TARDIS parked on the top of the hill. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And we're, of course, that's fucking cool. Let's go over to the TARDIS, right? 
and uh, we're we're pretty drunk. We are pretty drunk at this point, Josh. <laughs> so there's a million people around. The, not a million. There's probably maybe five or six people around this TARDIS. So people are coming and going. You know what I mean? So what it was is this guy. His name is Matt Hemming. Okay. And him and a few of his friends who helped him out built the TARDIS. It's a big, really, really authentic, nice-looking TARDIS. Like, it could pass for prop quality, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. This TARDIS, made of cardboard. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, you'd, like, feel it and be like, this isn't cardboard. Uh, there's some pictures of it on the block, pictures of Matt in it and uh, me and Darren hanging out by it. But uh, it's super cool that this guy, he didn't even go to the con. He just came to the park across from the convention center, parked his TARDIS, and let people enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. That's an artist, man. He was uh, he dressed as a different doctor every day, and he was like a barefoot hippie up on the hill. And, uh, yeah, and just let people go crazy and enjoy it. And you could see the love in his eyes. You could see the joy he was getting just from people enjoying his TARDIS, you know. He put all this time into it, and people just loved it. And it was amazing. It was on par with the one inside that the uh, actual Doctor Who society had made, you know? Right. And theirs is all wooden and stuff, and uh, this one was easily comparable. So uh, cheers to uh, Mr. Matt Hemming. Here's a moment for me to introduce him to you. So everybody here, meet Matt Hemming, maker of the TARDIS. Uh, my name's Matt. Your name's Matt. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with Matt. Matt has built himself a fucking TARDIS. Indeed. Well, that's not its exclusive purpose. It's not its exclusive purpose? What do you mean? It's not just for fucking. Is it for hotboxing? <laughs> okay. Say, <laughs> well, we noticed over it, so we were like, look at that. We should go hotbox that. But uh, seriously, an amazing fucking job, Why, dude. thank you. It's thank cardboard? You. It's cardboard and paint and styrofoam and bungee cords and a whole lot of fr- help from my friends. Really. How much time you got in there? Uh, a lot of time has gone into it. We'll see how much time I get out of it. But right now, awesome. I've been having a really awesome time. Is this your first year bringing it? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm noticing, because there's never been a TARDIS here before. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Dalek builders are always here. Yep. And, uh, you know, I always chat with the Dalek builders. Are you got, Are you kind of in that community? Do you know those guys? No, you know what? I actually haven't been in touch with anyone in that community. Not because I'm, like, avoiding it. It's just I wanted to do this because it's the 50th anniversary, and I thought always thought it'd be cool. To build a TARDIS. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to build Dude, a TARDIS? I'm telling so you then right I now. What I would feel like if I saw that someone else had done it, and I had just not when I had had the thought. So I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. Will you? Fuck yeah. In, it, in the doorway. Does it open? open? Yeah. You want a picture of that? Yeah. Well, hold on. We're going to get that at the end. We're yeah, gonna okay, get, it's sure. too hard to record and take a picture yeah. at the same Fair enough. time. Fair enough. Not that it's ballsy, but. It's pretty, you know, to, to just come... Oh, it's kind of ballsy. Yeah, we'll go with ballsy. <laughs> to just come out of nowhere and be like, 
Hi, I'm showing up out of nowhere. I built a TARDIS. What do you think? They must all loved it. They all must be like, who are you? Well, but, what the fuck is that? I mean, that's what everyone is doing to yeah. some degree. They're coming and they're dressing up yeah. or they're making props. And no, 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 no. Giant no, no. swords or whatever. No, so no. I just, my costume wasn't that I'm hard not taking this humility shit the, from the you. TARDIS, I'm not doing no, it. No, like, I just, I, 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 <laughs> people who know me know that when I get a ridiculous idea in my head, I find it hard not to follow through with it. Okay. And it's just a question of time and money and, and the will to do it. And I decided to say, uh, fuck it, I'm going to spend the time and the money to do it because it would be really awesome. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I like doing stuff like that. It's absolutely gorgeous, Thank man. You. It really is. Thank you. Uh, you people will see clips of this, of course, on the blog and such. But uh, like I said, it yeah, it doesn't look like cardboard. I can't believe that's cardboard. Opening the door to you know what? Yeah, it was actually. Dude, this isn't actually like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was that, metal. Is this your first fan metal. expo? You know, I've been. I went a couple of years ago. Previous years, I've had to be. Uh, I've had to work. No, that's so that's I just decided. I like. I don't actually have a, a, a pass. Like I haven't been in yet. I may not get into. You know, I came to do this. I figured if I want to share. I thought it'd be cool to walk down the street and look around and suddenly see a TARDIS. And oh so wait! I thought, so this I'm is gonna... the one I saw inside. No. Okay, there is one inside. Yeah. Someone has made a TARDIS inside. Yeah. They don't okay. usually have a TARDIS inside. Right. So I think the one inside is fairly new too. Yeah. But wow, you just th- came, stuck it on the hill. Yeah. Have you had many of them coming by? I've like had. Members I've of had the society I, noticing. I don't know if they're members of the society. I mean, I've. I've had a bunch of people coming by, like 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 all ages so far, and had a lot, had a lot people. Of Doctor Who cosplayers. Oh my god! Look at that pictures. amazing Joker outfit. I saw him yeah. earlier. Yeah, he oh did really god. good. Oh my god! Joker, amazing, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I saw? I saw Joker yesterday, who was a Joker from the the '89 Batman in the art gallery scene. Oh yes, the top the, hat. No, with the with the like no, beret, no, the, like beret. the French beret and stuff. Oh, you know, and the yes. and yes, shit. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. Velvet. Sorry, coat. I'm oh, thinking yeah. of him on the on the courtroom steps when yeah, he had like the, the, the it, super that was part, yeah, and the, the uh, yeah, and the yeah, and the, the and he signed lips. it with yeah, his yeah. own blood with yeah, this with pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is absolutely. So, does this pertain to your work? Do you do much of this other stuff? Um, Have you built other things? I do ridiculous things, but no, I'm like I'm not a guy who builds giant cardboard things and puts them places yet. Okay. But now that I've done it once, Absolutely. it's kind of hard not to want to do it again, right? Oh, like we're in the middle of building it, and at one point someone says, uh, you know, I kind of just want to build a giant cardboard castle. And I was like, I know, me too. So like... Maybe maybe that's next, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a Millennium Falcon. Does your work pertain uh, <laughs> in any way to you doing this on the side? No. Nope. I, 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 okay. I mean, I used to do... I used to do theater props okay. and sets and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have experience uh, building a lot uh, with almost nothing. Okay. Right? So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. used to slapping stuff together with cardboard and paint. This is true artistry, well, man. I, I tell you, Very I, I wouldn't have been able to get this done without the help of, like, a, almost a dozen friends. People who showed up you know, on their days off, came after work, uh, stayed overnight, right? Like, like yeah, showed yeah. up with a change of clothes so they could paint, um, and just like helped me figure out problems when we were assembling it, and went, "Oh my god, this is never going to work." And we were like, "Okay, yeah. no, we'll find a new way." And yeah, we did, and we came up with this this it's, design, it's and dude. it's absolutely gorgeous. Can uh, tell people right now where they can find you on anything, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just my name's Matt Hemming. Okay. My on Twitter is just underscore Matt underscore Hemming, okay. but uh, uh, t, uh, hashtag TO Tardis. 
Okay. Hashtag T.O. Tardis. That's what I've been telling people to spread the word. I'm not all that yeah. savvy, so, you know, tie it to Fan Dude, Expo, maybe, if people will see it or so, something. I don't know. You have a skill that is so obvious. I think shit's about to explode on you like you don't even... Ah, uh, you know, you, you see, you see people who think who might like it. Let them know. I'll be here most of the afternoon. Oh, I understand. I'm about to go talk to those awesome. guys. Awesome. To be like, have you seen that brilliant TARDIS outside? Well, like, that, Jesus, thanks. Man. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, man. Yeah, uh, I'll man, be here all afternoon and tomorrow. It's really, really a pleasure to meet you, dude. Right on, pleasure meeting this you. Is thanks. The definition of art. When you when you go make something and you don't even bring it into the fucking con, you bring it to a hill beside the con and stick it there and say, you know, everybody enjoy. This is the definition of artistry, and I really appreciate it, dude. It's, I t- it's amazing. It's I, I, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. one thing really quickly. Yeah. I set this thing up. I went back to grab my equipment, and I swear, 30 seconds after it hitting the ground, there was like a 12-year-old uh, 11th doctor. <laughs> inside it, right? There you go. Like they just, it just appears. Just like that, right? You're like, yeah, it's yeah. Worth it. so and and that's that's what it is. You know, it's like people are coming and enjoying it, yeah, getting yeah. a kick out of it. That's why. Well, hey, world out there, you know, I'm I'm introducing you to Matt Hemming right now, and uh, you're gonna hear a lot more about this boy. That's for sure, especially on this podcast. So again, dude, it's been a pleasure. Very good times, beautiful work, everybody. Got- look at the pictures on the blog. It's good shit. <laughs> Anything to add, gentlemen? It's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, coming out. Yeah. Booyah. Awesome. Amazing, amazing individual. Uh, I was so drunk while I was talking to him. I was so excited. I just went ahead and let my spliff. <laughs> so I'm passing. And I just I just handed to him while we were talking. And him and I were standing there enjoying that spliff while people enjoyed his TARDIS. It was a really cool moment. It was one That's of my, good that he didn't like freak out and be like, no, no, no. He took it like... Like, we continued the conversation. It was like he just took it without missing a beat. That's awesome. Yeah, and we just kept talking. So, you know, it was uh, he was a really, really cool guy. Hopefully we can be in touch. He's on Twitter. I think i got to find him because it's at underscore Matt Hemming or Matt underscore Hemming. He's not very technologically inclined, uh, which is a shame because, uh, you know, he should be sharing his art with the world. But that's what we're here to do. So we're going to do that for him. So uh, then we went back inside. We took off about five, like I say, and uh, it was just too crazy. It got to the point where I couldn't breathe anymore. You know what I mean? So uh, we bailed. We exited. We went home and uh, just enjoyed a Saturday evening home with our families. So Sunday, uh, I didn't... I spoke with some people. The next one we're going to listen to here is an artist called Sean Daly. Sean Daly is a cool Toronto artist. He's actually a former musician who only three years ago discovered he could draw. Okay. Yeah, and draws like a motherfucker. You can find his art. Uh, He did a pinup page for Matt Miner's Liberator, which recently came out. He did a pinup for uh, for one of the characters in there for him. I bought the original inks and uh, pencils for it from him this weekend. And uh, amazingly nice guy incredibly nice guy i'm not even going to describe it you're just going to hear it here you go here it is this is sean daly you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear r2d2 beep like this here we are kids last day fan expo 2013 i am in artist sally where are we in artist sally that's a very good question i think we're at uh, booth a 256 256, A, 256. I am with Sean Daly, pinup artist for Matt Miner's Liberator. Everybody knows Liberator. 
It's nice to meet you, man. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. Thanks. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you into? What are you doing here? Uh, I'm just selling a little prints of a book I've created called Terracool. It's just a, a series of short stories written and illustrated by myself. Uh, just for fun. You know, it's nothing, like, too crazy. Um, just giving them out for free. And then yeah, I'm yeah. selling some original artwork here. Uh, some of the pages in the book are up for sale. And a few prints. That's about it. And nice. doing some commissions, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Good stuff, yeah. It's been good business for the oh, weekend, yeah, then? Yeah, great. yeah. It's been so much fun, man. So many people here. Uh, yeah. It's just having a, the time of my life. It's a, yeah. This isn't your first year, no? This is my first this year. This is really your this first year? This is first time. I'm You're local, food. though, yeah? I am local, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I come here every year, and yeah. I have a, a great time, you know. But so it's not your first year. It's just your first year with a booth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah right. It's the way to go, though, eh? Oh, man, I can't go back to being like a pedestrian here anymore. <laughs> totally, man. I had a booth with Sparkle Girl Jen at uh, Toronto Comic-Con, and then I just didn't get on it in time. But it's almost worth it because when you got four guys, so you get four or three go- three guys because you get three passes or whatever by the time you've paid your tickets or bought a booth you don't even have to sell anything yeah right and you've still got a deal because <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. skipping lines and all that stuff well, you know I fucked up with that because I bought this booth myself oh yeah it was way too like I should have got somebody else to pitch in with me for this it was a little too much money and then I gave my second free pass away so I don't oh. have any help for the oh weekend, so dude that's rough myself. man so looking at your stuff here, I love your style, man. Thank How you. long have you been drawing? Uh, only about three years. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I, well, my background is music. Okay. I, I went to school for audio production, uh, and I was working at a recording studio for about five years. So somewhere in between then, I fell in love with comics. So this is totally <laughs> new to me. This How old are you, man? Twenty-seven. You're twenty-seven, dude. Yeah. Only three years. Only Look three at this years. shit, man. Oh, it's I'm, amazing. I'm glad you dig it. Oh, yeah. dude. So did you ever dabble? At least you must have like. I, me, and my friends did ridiculous sketches when we were like sixteen, seventeen, like growing okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Just for fun, just stuff that you do in your basement when you're drunk. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you know, midnight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of blowing my mind here, man. So, I, I, I don't get it. This is like. Just out of the blue, you're like, I think I can draw, or you like kind of. Well, I, you know, like 2007, I think I read Watchmen for the first time. Okay. It was just a recommendation. Right. I really hadn't read too many comics. I grew up like buying the odd issue, like hollow covers and stuff like that. Right. Just they look cool when you're a yeah, kid. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, shiny and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really read too many comics until about 2007. I read Watchmen. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Such a great book. Yeah. Oh, it's still one of my favorites. And then from there, I just started buying a shitload of comics. Yeah. Anytime I had money, it was, you know, just going to the And the junkie jeans set in. Oh, man. They hit me hard. <laughs> it just killed my wallet. Yeah. Uh, what are you into? What do you read these days? Then? It's probably easier to answer what I'm not. Oh, yeah. 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 You're all over. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. My local comic shop loves me. It's just, it's <laughs> What's your LCS? Uh, comics and more in in Toronto. It's on the Danforth. Okay. At, uh, right across the street from Greenwood Subway Station. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's pretty cool. Small place. Awesome. Awesome. I love it there. Yeah. Like every Wednesday. Yeah. Chatting with the owner. I see Jeff Lemire in there every once in a while. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's always fun. Yeah. You're doing commissions for five dollars. five bucks. God damn! That is a goddamn deal. <laughs> that dude, if if you be well, they're gonna see it because I'm gonna take some pictures of Sean's work here, and that's gonna go into this whole shebang. But uh, when you see this guy's art, you're gonna be like, really? Five dollars? Don't undersell yourself, man. Well, the thing is, nobody knows who I am. I'm brand good. Yeah, you gotta get your name out exactly. there. Yeah, that's yeah. All, all it 
You're more than brand new. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're a goddamn newborn preemie, buddy. Yeah, oh, dude, uh, I can't believe it. The swamp thing alone is it's fucking oh, sick, man. You must have went crazy then once you did start. You must have just been drawn all the time. Or? Oh, it, it hasn't stopped. It's an addiction, still, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. Like, it's not mm-hmm. something I feel yeah, like, no, you know, it's work. Yeah. It's like I wake up, it's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I get to try. Yeah. yeah. Is it your day job then? Or are you uh, giving no, her? Or? I, I okay. do a whole bunch of little things to sure. make money. So, like, build yeah. websites. Uh, I'm a bass player around the city. So cool, I man. I do some session work. Yeah, what kind of music do you into? Uh, punk music. Yeah, yeah. yeah like hardcore up, or old I school up, like, or 90s skate punk. Okay. Bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, AFI was doing some awesome stuff. In the yeah, 90s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pennywise, no call. Pennywise, I've seen about seven times. Oh fuck. Uh, over the Warp tours I've been to. Uh, oh, what a fucking. Those were the old days. Warp tour in the nineties, man, face to face. Yeah, Pennywise, Civ. It'll it was, never be the same. Either. I went the very first year. They had Warp tour wasn't called Warp Tour. It was called Skate Fest. <laughs> and the first year in Toronto, they held it at the CNE Grandstand. Really? Yeah. And, oh, man, I was tripping balls. Oh, yeah, we got some acid, and we were just, like, fucking... It was a crazy, crazy day. There was, like, L7 and Orange 9 Millimeter and just hardcore bands, eh? And, uh, yeah, those were, those were good times. But uh, I just grew up and started, you know... I don't even know because I'm not a big punk rocker. I just went to work with all my friends yeah, and shit just to hang out, you know. An awesome place to go. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty big into Gorilla Biscuits, and that's why I went the first year because their old lead singer Siv was uh, doing like his solo shit. So that's why I went. But I'm a big ska guy. That's uh, so I kind of liked some ska from them, but I'm not big on the punky ska. You know, the Sublime's kind of as far as I'll go because I'm more of a. Kingston 60s sound skull, like special Ooh, slackers yes, yeah, right, you know yeah. so good stuff yeah man good have stuff. you had a chance to wander around much or? no I haven't left this place at all I, I oh went. yeah you don't have anybody here man no, shit yeah, I, I've just been you know sitting here for fuck man I should, I'll give you a break at oh, some point if you want or something man I honestly don't mind at all well you'll have learned for next time exactly yeah. Yeah. I won't give <laughs> that don't pass give that away. pass away <laughs> man absolutely not it's vital what's the Terra Quill yeah. What's it about? Uh, it's just a series of short stories. They all take place in the same world. It's just kind of like, a, you know, some crazy fantasy world. Okay, so you're just kind of building your own little fantasy yeah, world here. Yeah, there. Exactly. That's wicked, yeah. Uh, the setting is kind of, kind of a mix of old school, like, buggy wagon horses. Yeah, yeah. Cities and skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah, how Toronto does that yeah, look? Okay. Eh? What, what gave it away? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's really awesome, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank so, how do you do? You got it's gray tones in the book here. So, are you like coloring by hand or digitaling or? Are you a Copic guy? Uh, watercolor. Oh, really? The whole thing oh, is. Oh yeah, look, you got your paints all around. Yeah, it's all watercolored. I wish I could have afforded to print oh, it in color. It's beautiful, dude. Thank you. Well, when, when we're living in an age where 90% everybody's using Copic markers to achieve this effect. Yeah, right. And you're still here watercoloring, man. Well, I owe that to Jeff Lemire and Matt Kins. Oh, yeah? Those guys, like the watercolor work that they do is just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Especially it's... in comics, too. Yeah. It's like you don't see it too often, mm. but they do it right. It's just yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. It does. It looks good, man. Yeah. How'd you hook up? So how'd you meet Matt? Was that a Twitter thing? Or... Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, I Put up a picture of this Superman here. Okay. Uh, that I did again in watercolor, and he liked it. He yeah. Just, you know, he I, he saw it on Twitter, I guess. Um, yeah. 
and he just thought it was great. He asked me if I could do a print for Liberator. I said, yeah. fuck yeah. I'll do a print for Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that's how that happened. That's was, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Great guy, man. Stand up guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his he's got his priorities in check. Oh, he that's for sure. Yeah, he knows he knows what he's thinking. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, uh, man, this is amazing. Uh, congratulations, Thank man! You. On you know, it's what three years? You said, Jesus, man, you're gonna come so far so quickly. It's amazing. So, can people find your shit anywhere? Then, do you have like a deviant page or anything? Uh, my, my website is seandaily.ca. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter at Sean Daly. Yep. And those are probably the best places to find me. I'm on SoundCloud as well. Okay. Uh, I make like eight bit old school. NES That's right. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I gotta check some of that out. I saw you yeah. did that. I was yeah. Like, I'll give you a free uh, album download code. Absolutely, man. We'll play it on the show, in fact, and shit. Yeah. What's that? We'll play it on the show, oh, man. That would be awesome. <laughs> There's so much trading. That's what Twitter's changed, you yep. know? Like, I, I've met so many podcasters and so many artists through Twitter. It's unbelievable. And, oh, it's, you know, it's just great. I think I like my Twitter friends more than I like my real friends. I feel the same way. <laughs> Secretly, yes, yes. I, I do. I totally do. Or at least the Twitter men's friends I've met in real life. So yes. I'm lucky right. enough to call you one now. No, yeah, Sean, you too, man. Thank, thank you, you so much for taking a few minutes, man. Uh, yeah, check this guy's shit out. SeanDaily.ca? Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's that simple. Do it up. You can also see his pin up in... Uh, Matt Miner's Liberator. So uh, do it up, kids, and uh, we'll be at you soon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bam, Sean Daly. Uh, really super nice guy. Um, we're going to talk to him more in the future. The guy's only been doing it three years. It's nuts, and he's amazingly good. And, he, of course, his stuff too. This whole episode, if you want to enjoy this episode properly, be looking at the blog that's going to be posted with it. As you're listening to it, if you're at a computer or possibly able to, uh, you know, it's kind of late now because we're almost done. But, uh, you know, now that you're almost done listening to this episode, go to the blog and everything's there for you to see of all this wonderful stuff that we talked about and links to all their locations. So uh, there you go. Um, Another individual I met, Thaddeus Maximus. How's that for a handle? That, that's a that's a great handle right there. Yeah, the Thaddeus is real, the Maximus is not, but uh, it's even cooler that the Thaddeus is. So uh, Thaddeus Maximus is actually uh, he's kind of a he was in like advertising, marketing, like art and type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And what he's done is he's created an app for I think it's three to six year olds, and uh, the app. He created an app for kids. It's called Big Zoo Fun, and it's about animals and uh, learning and letters. And it's a big, really nice, bold, beautiful art. Yeah, here's a moment where I talk to Thaddeus about his cool little app for kids, Big Zoo Fun. I am here. I am in Artist Alley, and I am with who? Thaddeus Maximus. Thaddeus Maximus. This is your given name? Maximus is not real, Okay, Thaddeus is my given birth name. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, though, man. So Thaddeus, <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where are your parents from? Like, where'd that uh, come they from? They were Polish. There's a big boy story behind the name. Oh, yeah? yeah so, uh, very, uh, very honored to have the name. That's awesome. All right, tell Thanks us so what you're doing here, because this is a really original idea. Thanks so much. It's uh, an animated kids' book for the iPhone and the iPad. So each page is like a mini cartoon for kids to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, there's an HD and a non-HD version. The okay. HD version has uh, a sketchbook with concept artwork in it and two additional pages. Oh, that's and cool. It's also better for a larger format. It's got a higher video compression for uh, 
the iPad okay. as well. It can be used on both the phone and the iPad as well. All right, what ages do you put this at then? Uh, the target is uh, zero to six-year-olds. Okay. Uh, but it's for anybody that loves animation. And, and where loves, can uh, it be found? Just uh, on... It can be found on the iTunes store right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be downloading it this afternoon then. Thank you Absolutely. So much. My, I got a three-year-old at home. That's fantastic. And I'm sure he'll think it's a blast. Um, tell us a bit about like the concept. Jimmy Jimbo in uh, Big Zoo Fun? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jimbo is a little kid and his family, they all go to the zoo and each page is like uh, they meet up with an animal. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah. And yeah. It's basically an interaction. Each page is a, a different animal. What? Uh, now, how'd you come up with this? What made you think, I'm going to make an app for kids? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was working with, uh, with a, an ex-partner. We had worked on it together as a collaboration. And he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, but I continued further with it. And, oh, uh, yeah. You took it right. Out. It looks great, yeah, man. Like, I can't so wait to see the app because yeah, the... Yeah. You know, the art's fantastic. So did you draw this yourself, or who works with you, or uh, what? I did it all myself. I You're kidding. Yeah, yeah, I conceptualized the character and uh, did all the animation and the movement. And uh, one pixel off did the coding, a former colleague of mine. Okay. Uh, we worked in advertising together. Oh, yeah? Fantastic coder. And yeah. Robbie Dugway did the sound effects and the, um, the music. He did a fantastic job. Everything sounds exactly what I had in my head. Yeah. I've translated it all into sound, and I loved it. So oh, that's fantastic. fantastic yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's it looks great. Like, big, bold colors, nice, dark, thick lines, like... And uh, beside this, I see your turtle print, so you're dabbling in other stuff yeah. as well, obviously, <laughs> oh, <course>. yeah. Always. <laughs> no, how long have you been uh, working and drawing on stuff? Uh, I went to school for illustration and advanced illustration at, okay. at Sheridan, and I also right. did media design, which is web design, All right. and I worked in advertising for about six years. Okay, cool. And I uh, worked for a lot of popular brands like ING and uh, Hellman's, um, Juicy Fruit, a lot of big names. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's some good experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's some great experience. Obviously, then. by the looks of this, you didn't just go into it not having any idea what you were doing. So I love it, man. I've been doing yeah. it my entire life. So, so they can find the uh, the app on iTunes. Uh, how about your individual-like stuff? Where they Can can they find anything from you? Do you have yep. any sites? Okay. I have ThaddeusMaximus.com is uh, my website. That's Thaddeus with one D. Okay. <laughs> For all those you out there used to spelling it with two Ds, it's only one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love, yep. to, uh, I'd love to hear any feedback. If anybody has questions, I'd be happy to Well, uh, people, go feedback. check this stuff out. Of course, all the info is going to be on the blog, just like everything else you're hearing from this wonderful weekend. So, Thaddeus, thanks very much for taking a minute with My us. Pleasure, eh? It's nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. Super cool. And there you go. A uh, really nice guy, nice individual. So uh, if you got a kid and you got an iPhone, it's available on the iTunes store right there. So download it and uh, check it out. Uh, one left to go, my friend. Awesome. There's one that we're going to leave it off with a bang. As you always should. As we always should. It's the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, it's the 50th anniversary in Doctor of Doctor Who, and uh, the Doctor Who Society of Canada pulled absolutely no punches. Uh, I I think they had 1,800 square feet of area filled mm -hmm. with Daleks and Tardises, and this year they even made the control panel for the Tardis. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they went all out. Uh, Carolyn, who I talked to last year, not last year, sorry, but uh, she spoke with me on the podcast for the Toronto Comic-Con uh, back in March there when we did that episode, and she was kind enough to uh, speak with us again, and we had a really con fun conversation because all the new stuff going on in the world of Doctor Who, such as the casting of uh, Peter Capaldi, 
and uh, the 50th and uh, Christmas specials coming up very, very soon. So uh, please enjoy and have as much fun as I did talking to Carolyn from the Doctor Who Society of Canada. Exterminate! 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 It's Caroline from the Doctor Who Society of Canada. We're at the Doctor Who booth. Oh my goodness. Um, That's what I like to hear. Yeah, quite an appropriate celebration for the 50th year. Uh, lots of new Daleks. Like, I've never seen this many. How, what, what happened? Just people said it's the 50th? Let's go nuts? No, well, as you know, Daleks like to travel in large numbers. <laughs> yes, of course. So we decided that two Daleks wasn't quite enough, so we had to get the army going. I've never seen such variety in your Daleks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, we're looking really, really good. Uh, we've got a couple being built at the moment, so whatever you see now is only going to get bigger. Nice. Uh, it's been an exciting year, so I guess it's been an exciting year for you guys. Eh? The show's been nuts. The show's been nuts. Um, it's been a great year for the Doctor Society. We're growing. Um, I, we couldn't ask for anything better. We actually have one of the biggest fan booths that Fan Expo has ever seen. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Right? So we actually have uh, 1,200 feet. Uh, the normal for most fan groups is 800. Yeah. It's... So we're very, very fortunate. So you're you're happy with the change this year because it's pretty brilliant so far. I, I am really, really happy. And everyone that comes up to our booth is just so excited to see us. And we have a charity photo booth where you can get a picture with a fully built artist that we have. And that's for sick kids. Yeah. So... We, it's just fantastic. There's no way that you guys being here haven't heard the rumors of what's going on in the park across the way. Have you heard? Yeah, apparently two TARDISes. I feel like there's going to be a paradox and the world's going to blow up. It's <laughs> yeah. scary. Um, it's really impressive. I talked to the guy. I got. I recorded a bit with him. Uh, Matt Hemming, I think his name was. It's made out of cardboard. Is it you, really? It's mind-blowing. Him and a few friends just made it and decided to stick it on the hill. And uh, every day he's been a different doctor and people taking pictures with it. But it's made out of cardboard. You wouldn't believe it. It's such quality. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'd be scared for it to rain. But well, that's why he took it out. Luckily, yeah. you know, I was thinking about that this year. And I was like, I don't think it's rained for Fan Expo in like the 10 years that I've been coming here. I really can't remember like a rain year. Well, when you have so many people who are so excited in the costumes, yeah. I feel like the weather is just like, you know what, we can yeah. just give them a break and yeah. give them sunny blue skies. Even nature wouldn't dare with that nerd rage <laughs> that would happen. You even got the control panel to the TARDIS this year. Yes, exactly. It kind of, it, I wish we could fit it inside the TARDIS that we have. Yeah. That, but, <laughs> that would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and actually a lot of it, you can press the buttons, you can move the levers, it's fantastic. Okay, so do you guys have anything like specific plan coming up for the 50th like parties or any kind of deal uh, we have one that is top secret that we're working Ooh. on right now but uh, Polaris is actually putting together a Doctor Who convention oh really uh, November 1st to the 3rd Peter Davison's going to be there you're kidding really so that's going to be really really exciting we're a guest there so nice. we couldn't be happier the TARDIS is going to be there we have the army of the Daleks there we're going to get bigger and better and I guess that's pretty much the first time Toronto's ever had any kind of Doctor Who convention on its own, I guess, yeah, eh? Well, yeah. well, Dwin, actually, the Doctor Who Information Network used to put together the Doctor Who convention of their own. Okay. And then the Doctor Who Society put together a festival last year, and uh, we actually had uh, Colin Spall, who was in a couple episodes. Um, oh, cool. And we were really fortunate to have him. We had the author, or the writer of uh, Fires of Pompeii come for that as well. Oh, fair. That's yeah. super cool. Um, okay, your thoughts on Capaldi, then? 
so stoked. It's yeah. kind of nice that we had Matt Smith, who's kind of baby-faced uh -huh. and a little childish. And he's been fantastic bringing in the younger fans. Yeah, yeah. But then you also have the classic fans, who aren't necessarily so happy to have this kooky doctor who's running around waving his hands. Yeah. And you get this more sinister and apparently mm -hmm. supposed to be serious and bring a whole new side to the Doctor that yep. we haven't seen in a while. Which is cool because, yeah, a lot of people said this might hurt the whole, because, you know, they've gained ground in America and with the younger yeah. audience and this could hurt things. So I'm kind of proud of them for sticking with what would be appropriate because I think he's awesome. I, I'd never heard of him and then I saw him and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Funny enough, he was yeah. actually in the episode Fires of Pompeii. That's right, yeah, yeah. And before uh, Karen Gillum was Amy Pond, she was in the same episode. Oh, was she? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm still working on my history. I've only been into Who for like, you know, pretty much since just after Smith started. And uh, I kind of watched a bit when I was a kid, but I just am still blown away by the writing of this show. There's no sci-fi that's even on par. Oh, I, no. And like, at all, you know? It's so brilliantly thought out, and things that you had several seasons ago end up popping back. And yeah. for new people who come in, it's still interesting, but for the people who have been following along, mm -hmm. it's kind of mind-blowing that they've thought so far ahead. Did you like what they did with uh, Jenna Coleman and the whole, you know, Save the Doctor and the whole montage with all the doctors and everything? It's... I think it's going to be interesting. It's... She's been a really interesting character to add to the show. I know a yeah. lot of people have mixed feelings about her. But because she was a uh, souffle girl and now she's back with this, mm -hmm. I can't wait to see where they're going to go. I love her. I think it's perfect. I, I, that montage gave me chills when yeah. she's, they put her in all the old episodes and stuff. And I wasn't sure if they had put her into the first episode, but then I, I found out they recreated it with William Hartnell, who played him in the, uh, you know, that yeah. that biodrama thing they made. Because uh, in that montage, you know, when she's at the TARDIS, she's like, no, take this one. Yes. I thought that was a clip from the first episode. Yeah, I thought that they just... It turns out that one part of the montage, they refilmed that with William Hartnell because the footage wasn't good enough. They couldn't do it what right. What an honor for her. Yeah, that yeah. Been so not only did he play the doctor... It's okay. It's <laughs> Not only did he, he actually, after playing, like, in the biopic of the Doctor, he kind of got to play the Doctor, you know what I mean? That's kind of so, nice after yeah. so long to just yeah. bring it back. Yeah, and I was. I love that yeah, stuff. What's really exciting is that when you bring in the classic Who into the new Who, mm -hmm. it kind of gets the newer fans kind of excited and more likely to go back and research, like... Why was this so interesting? And it's part of what's, what's become part of the show is yeah. the history of the show, you know? It's not like you could reboot Doctor Who. Well, after yeah. 50 years, yeah. you, you can't forget your past, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm excited because I, I remember hearing uh, when they were talking about maybe Hugh Laurie, and I was like, that I was way amazing. down. I was like, that would have been absolutely fantastic, you know? So they're doing that with some weird stuff. Now, I know this isn't a Doctor Who thing, but everybody I'm talking to this weekend, I'm getting their opinion on the Batflex situation. So whether you're a Batman fan or not, you in some way, because all human beings are a Batman fan in some way. So Batman your opinion... Matt Damon as well, for whatever <laughs> So you don't think it's a good idea? Oh, I think it's terrible. Like, yeah. Daredevil Part 2. <laughs> well, you know, you're actually the first person to go that way. That really? I've talked to, yeah, because a lot of people, because we remember now, Heath Ledger, they said that wouldn't work. Michael Keaton, they said that yeah, wouldn't work. I may be biased, but I don't like Ben Affleck as an actor. Okay, that's that's a bit personal. Then. So, yeah, it's totally personal, so <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not sure if he can pull off that kind of character because, in my opinion, he kind of plays the same sort of character and him and Matt play the same sort of character yeah. in pretty much everything they do. Yeah. And having an iconic figure like Batman, you really need to bring something to the table. Like, I know that um, Christian Bale is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he talks like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are happy that won't be happening. <laughs> unless he but adopts that. He just... <laughs> something about him that I don't think that he can actually fill the suit. So yeah, I hear, no, I hear you. He doesn't have that bravado, that yeah. certain presence, yeah, you know? He's a charm that I don't think he has, All but right. I will go see it. I will give him a chance. Well, of course you will. It's Batman. It's Batman, right? <laughs> um, Now, here's something I have a problem with that I know we haven't seen enough to know yet, but in my head now, there's 13 Doctors. Okay. Because of the John Hurt situation. I know we don't know how that's going to get explained, but in my head, there's 13 doctors now. So what my theory on the whole situation is, because you know how there's the whole 11th doctor like limit they've talked about in the past. The 12th. Or is it the 12 times? Okay, he can only regenerate 12 times. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're going to use this whole dead doctor Jenna John Hurt thing to kind of be able to reboot that whole generation process. What can you yeah. really do? Because yeah. now that Matt Smith is walking away and you no longer have 10, and you only have one doctor, what is Capaldi going to do? Yeah. Keep going for the next 30 years? No, like yeah. you need to find a way because they're not just going to say yeah, yeah. goodbye to Dr. That's how Ray. I think they're going to do it, though. I think that's what they're using this whole thing yeah. to do is basically, I, I'm so excited. I really am. with Doctor Who where yeah. anything is possible. Yeah. I heard, I didn't notice it closely, but I heard that John Hurt was wearing a piece of each doctor. That if you look closely, his wardrobe, he's wearing like a certain doctor's coat, a certain doctor's shirt, and it's kind of broken up a bit. I didn't look back on it, but I, I remember hearing this. I just remember, yeah. But apparently he's like, I don't know, I can't wait. It's well, going to be so cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that like, <laughs> yeah. you have each doctor who has a personality, who has a wardrobe. So what are you going to do for someone who's just been kind of like thrown into the mix? Because yeah. they're calling him eight and a half. Is that what they're calling him? That's what they're calling Yeah. So... You can't necessarily call him the 13th Doctor, so what are they going to do? Uh, you need to find a way... Oh, that's right, because they'd have to re-skip after him and everybody... Be, oh, goddamn Doctor Who. You people are we crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, you Thank you talk. very much again. Um, yeah, so where can people find you and stuff, all your info? DoctorWhoSociety.com. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at conventions. Always come up and say hi, but... Uh, we definitely have a huge online fan base. That's awesome. Thanks again My so pleasure. much. You know that that music, Doctor Hugh music. It's everything more epic, doesn't it? It's maybe one of the greatest. Like it's up there, man. It's it may be next to Star Wars. It's really up there. Yeah, it's good times. So, uh, 
that was it, man. That was pretty much the content uh, content. Uh, a whole lot of podcasting and a whole lot of walking around, uh, enjoying myself. Uh, purchases. I guess I should discuss my purchases. Yes. I bought two new lightsabers. Of course you did. I was unaware of the existence. I wasn't planning on it because I'd given up. You know, I haven't bought many lightsabers over the years because I have most of the ones that are there, and there there were two, two glorious ones shining on a table before me, Plo Koon and oh, ah- nice. and Ahsoka. Oh, and, does it uh, come with both of hers or just one? Just one. Okay. And uh, I should have got two, but uh, the cool thing is uh, they were only toys. They weren't like master replicas. They were only just, you know, like the plastic toy versions. Right. But still ones I've never seen. I've never seen in Canada. I don't know where they came from, but I was very happy to pick those up. As I mentioned earlier, I picked up uh, the original art for the pinup of uh, Sean Daly from uh, Liberator. And uh, that is super cool indeed. I also bought – oh, I, I feel bad. I can't remember the main, name of the company, but it's uh, Moon Down or Moon Over You or something. It's a jewelry company. And uh, I'll put them on the blog as well. But what they do is they make necklaces and earrings that have pictures of the moon from whatever date or oh. what, the, what the moon looked like from whatever that date was. Okay, okay. That's awesome. So I got Aaron a pair of earrings. Each earring has a picture of what the moon looked like on the night each, each of our kids was born. That's fresh. Yeah. And they glow in the dark, so when you light them up. And, you know, so they're all different kinds of moons and stuff. So I got Aaron a pair of those, which was super cool. Uh, did buy some comic books, uh, bought some uh, Wolverine books. I bought uh, the Hellboy graphic novel, like I said. I bought Talk from Steven Berger. Uh, what else did I get? A few other random comics here and there, uh, you know, some various uh, Batman and such. Uh, as far as art, didn't buy an excessive amount of art, but I did get an original He-Man drawn by Tom Cook, who you heard interviewed earlier. Uh, that's awesome yeah which is super cool to have because it's you can tell it's the hand that drew it you know what i mean right it's not someone else's version it's fucking (laughs) he-man so uh that is super cool i bought a couple prints uh i bought a house print dr house which was uh heard in one of the earlier uh interviews too which was really nice to have but, uh, you know, uh, kind of kept it mellow this year. But uh, as you can tell, we did a whole lot of podcasting. So now that we've come down to the end of another fine, exciting fan expo extravaganza, Josh, the question I'm going to pose to you. Yes. That I posed to everyone else that I talked to over this weekend. And by the way, this is going to lead into something I have to gripe about. Okay. Josh, how do you feel about Batfleck? Oh, yeah, that did get announced, didn't it? Um, I almost forgot about it. Uh, how do I feel about it? I think Affleck is a pretty good actor. He's probably a better director. Uh, he's going to have to act his ass off to convince me he's the bat. Okay, so you have a moderate but heavy moderate opinion. Well, I, I don't have really have any opinion at this point. I'm you just saying. Have, yeah, I, a lot of people I, are open to it. I'm open to. I'm totally open to yeah. it. He's just gonna have to act his ass off. Cause... Only, we only had one person who was like, "Fuck no," and everyone else seemed to be pretty open to it. So uh, here's what I was gonna say about that, though. Okay, we got no Marvel and no DC presence, right? Right. Uh, we have no Warner Brothers presence. Uh, it's pretty shitty. Now, hopefully, with the sale of Fan Expo from Hobby Star to whoever this new company is. 
will not let travesties like this happen again. Because you got a comic convention going on with 100,000 people, third largest in North America. And you can't make an announcement like that there? That, that, yeah, that's odd. There is and I thought, I thought the announcement did come from there just no, because of the timing. But No, that's what's really insulting in a way as a Canadian. Like no one notices because it's maybe, I don't know, only Canadians going, but it's a typical Canadian shaft. And I know I'm being a typical Canadian whiner right now, but it's bullshit because we put in just as much as any other fan point. You know what I mean? We yeah, make yeah. effort. If more so than most, you don't get a hundred thousand people there and not show your appreciation. You know what I mean? Don't tell me Canada isn't a big part of your box office. You know, there's millions of people here, too. I'm sure it must cut in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's really unfortunate that, that went down like that. Hopefully, maybe things will get better in the future. Because there's no reason that fucking announcement couldn't have been made at Fan Expo. You know how good that would have been for Fan Expo, too? You know? Oh, I know. Like I said, just uh, when I was sitting at home that night, it just like on the timing of things with the con going on and what time it was, I was like, oh, this had to come from there. You'd think, but, but no. Apparently it did not. It's easily on the level to have had that happen, but it didn't, you know? So, I don't know. It's uh, it's an unfortunate thing, but uh, I had a great time. I had a wonderful time. The new system was good. I would like to express my sincere gratitude to the fine people who have been putting on Fan Expo for nearly 20 years and, uh, it was another fantastic year. Uh, I like to thank all the people who went for being cool. You know, there are no dicks, no uh, douchebags or any of that kind of thing in attendance. I would like to thank all the fine, wonderful people that uh, chatted and spent time with me over the weekend. Uh, please check out an elegant weapon at blogspot.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So please go there, check out. There's links to all these people. Josh, thank you so much for spending a bit of time with me. Uh, it's too bad about this year, but next year uh, we'll make it happen for sure, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm not missing it this, next year. Yeah, absolutely. If I have to go get my name legally changed to my birth name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, right, I'm going to do that. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed what uh, I was able to scrounge up at a Fan Expo 2013 for you. So thank you very much. We will see you next year, Fan Expo 2014. As for an elegant weapon, we shall see you next time. Good night. See you. Tagadies. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. This is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Find this and many more at www.pointsofinterestpodcast.com. Copyright 2013.